Hello everyone, welcome to Let Me Tell You About Evangelion, a podcast where we watched all of Evangelion. Well, most of it. Yeah, I thought you told me already. Yeah. Well, you say I'm, I'm Ashley, and that's my friend Luke. It's me, yep. Yeah, the first and second child. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and, well, Luke. Yeah, what's up? I, I did, in fact, tell you about Evangelion. You did. We watched all of it a couple years ago. Well, we stated even then that we were going to watch uh, Rebuild of Evangelion. Well, yeah. Which was, you know, just a, a remake series. Mm-hmm. Just as a bonus episode, nothing really new in it. Sure. Oh, except I've heard there are new things in it. I think you're lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I am. Great. Uh, but... We were like, hey, let's wait until he gets done with the fourth one. That should be like a year or so. Yeah, and that we let's see, we finished that podcast, this podcast, in January of twenty seventeen. And it's now June of twenty nineteen. And it has still not come out, it still does not have a concrete like release date, a trailer, anything. I think there was like a confirmation that it's being worked on again now that Shin Godzilla is finished. Yeah. But then like a few weeks after that he got Announced for directing Shin Ultraman. God damn it. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you cannot keep Hideaki Anno away from Ultraman. They need to stop letting Hideaki Anno fulfill his wildest dreams so that we can finish our podcast. <laughs> I know, it's really unfair of them. <laughs> like, from what I've heard, like, he wasn't even, like, that crazy about Godzilla. Ultraman is his favorite thing in the world. Right, that's his thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, so, and, yeah. and then Netflix announced they were putting Evangelion up, uh, you know, for streaming this summer. Uh, uh, so all the normies can watch it. Right, which, uh, by the time you're listening to this, you can go do that now. Because yeah. we heard that announcement, and we decided, why don't we make a feeble attempt to exploit some SEO. <laughs> yeah. And uh, bump this podcast like it's an old forum thread. <laughs> hey, uh, does anyone ever like ever figured out this problem? Yeah, and the answer is no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided we're gonna do. You know, that was my first time through Evangelion. So yeah. now that I've kind of got that baseline of a first watch, this is this is kind of my first rewatch. You know, kind of yes. seeing everything in context with full knowledge of where the story goes. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to go episode by episode, which should be obvious by just probably the title of this. Sure. Uh, but we wanted to kind of, yeah, relook at the series. This is like my fourth or fifth rewatch. Okay, okay. Of a whole. And, but like, I think both of us have really grown as people over the years. Sure, yeah, lots of changed. Our opinions have changed yes. on a lot of things, including even Gillian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... We both kind of wanted to take a look at it again. Yeah, so we're going to... For this episode, we rewatched the first 14 episodes. Yes. Uh, because episode 14 is 50% a clip show, so we just figured we'll lump that one in here. Yeah. And then next time we'll do the, the back half of the show. And then we're going to rewatch the movie. Yes. And then... I don't know, we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, we, we will... We've said that we want to rev- uh, review Shin Godzilla. Yeah, I think after we do End of Eva, we'll do Shin Godzilla, and then we'll do the, th- the three rebuilds that are out. 
Yeah, and then we'll, whenever 4 comes out, we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe we'll come up with a fun thing to do after the third rebuild. You know, let's... Yeah. We'll, we'll do a Fully Cooley episode. I'm just now pitching that to you on this podcast, but that might be fun. That might be fun. It, yeah. it was uh, pitched like to Gynex as a way to calm down after FL, uh, after Evangelion. Right. Uh, and the only thing Otto did on it was Voice the Cat. Was, yes, Voice the Cat, which he does a great job at. Yeah. Uh, and there's even a joke about... Uh, in Fully Cooley about the dad being obsessed with having written a book on Ava in yeah, Gundam. Yeah, yeah. The dad just goes off on multiple just monologues about the... Just some real Austin Walker ass like <laughs> monologues about yeah, what yeah. Mecca represent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have uh, looked at everything from Angel Attack to uh, Weaving a Story. Yeah, weaving a story slash Sele the Throne of Souls. <laughs> Which is uh, maybe the best moment of this podcast. Well, oh, yeah, when just the clip show flipped into all the batshit stuff that happens on the end of that well, episode. No, specifically, you're hyping that episode oh. up as... Oh, clearly, with a title like that, it's gotta be the one where like everything starts to make sense. Yeah. Like, there's going to be huge reveals, and it's going to, like, things are going to happen. It's not going to be one of those episodes where everyone just sits around having a panic attack for 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, do you want to go episode by episode, or do you want to kind of go, uh... Well, why don't we start with, like, we'll go episode by episode, but, like, what were, did you have any, like, general overall feelings coming away from this? Um, I still like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't think that was going to change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do really appreciate some of these, like, it's easy, especially for, like, fans of Evangelion who are more into where the latter half goes, Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of write off a lot of these episodes. I, like, was surprised how much I really liked Jet Alone. Yeah, Jet Alone's a good episode. I, like, Jet Alone is always, like, on, like, the, like, yeah, you could maybe skip that if you're... (laughs) I, I can see that because it's not super... It's not directly related to, like, the main plot, but I feel like it's an important episode that you should watch. I mean, it, partly because it reveals what Second Impact actually was. Oh, not yes. Not fully that, reveals. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I binge-watched all 14 of these episodes this morning, so yeah, okay, exactly yeah. what happens in which episode I'm a little hazy on. Yeah, to give you an idea, I've watched this over, like... A weekend, but a sick weekend, but I've also have taken notes on almost every episode. Yeah, and I just kept asking you, which day are we doing it? Are we doing it tonight? Okay, cool, I don't have to start watching it today, then. <laughs> <laughs> Until I have a day, and then I'm just gonna binge it through the morning. Yeah, we, we have some uh, company over, so we haven't been able to just watch Evangelion. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I still really liked it. Um, something I noticed kind of in... I feel like once you're on the fourth rewatch, like, you just ha- don't have as much. Mm. Like, you're not getting as much from it as you, like, you're not noticing as many new things and stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, Something I did notice that this is kind of going into my theory that, like, I don't actually really believe all that much, but I think it's an interesting way to read it. Uh-huh. Which is all the times people t- tell Shinji in these first 14 episodes, like, what are you, like, a man? Or, like, you know, man up, or... yeah. Guys don't cry, or... Yeah. I, it, it is a larger, like, thing about masculinity, I think, is what it's going for. Sure. 
But if you want to also read Trade Shinji, that is definitely a way to yeah, I don't, take that. I, I guess I don't know one way or the other. If that was intentional, it absolutely supports that reading, though. Yeah. Uh, like, Toji is, you could also, like, totally read as, like, he is, like, the most toxic masculinity. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a, still a good dude. Right. He's very uh, much, you gotta hit me so that we can be bros. Yeah, like, it's so... <laughs> I won't feel good about this until you hit me. Yeah. And I was talking about that with uh, my roommates, and one of them revealed that she had actually done that as a kid. Oh, man. And I'm like, man. Because <laughs> this kid was annoying her, and she just turned around and punched him straight in the eye. Oh, damn. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, man, I feel bad, so I'm going to let this kid punch me. And he ended up punching her way harder. Than yeah, that's that seems like how that kind of thing would go. Yeah. What, what, and I don't think it's how it went when it happened in this show. I think that scene is the only part of the Eva dub that I've seen, because it's very funny and not very well acted. Yeah, the Eva dub is not well acted, like, well, the majority. Yeah. There are some moments I still, like, like in the dub. Yeah. That's something that I think is interesting about the Galeon on Netflix, is if it will have a new dub. Oh, yeah, I hadn't considered that, but I guess it's possible. I, I don't think they could use the old one. Oh, yeah, that's... I, I have no idea who even made the old one. It's uh, ADV who no longer exists. Okay, so yeah, either Netflix would have had to secure the rights to that or just record a new one. Which, record a new one is probably, like, simpler and cheaper, in the grand scheme. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. And also, like, it's a good opportunity if, like, this is a dub that has been very widely reviled. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also a good way to be like, hey, even if you've watched Eva 80 times, here's an excuse for you to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that moment where cause it's him going, wait! Yeah, <laughs> yes. Don't hold back. Uh-huh. Which is very good. Yeah. Yeah, something that really... I'm sure we talked about this going through the first time, because there's no way we couldn't have. But it really stood out to me this time. A lot of naked kids on this show, huh? Yeah, that, that, yeah, I... That's not something I like to think about with this show, but it is true. A lot, of, a lot of sexualized minors on this TV show. Yeah. And, like, I get that they're doing a thing, both in terms of, like, you know, it's about, like... These kids, like... It isn't kinda... a lot of the way Fooly Cooly does. Yeah, yeah, like, they're sexually maturing, and it's about, like, you know, their weird, like, hang-ups, and how that intersects with their sexuality, and then also it's kind of criticizing the way that, you know, other shows play that kind of stuff straight, but, like, at the end of the day, you're there drawing a, a lot, lot of, of naked your... teenagers... <laughs> There is also some, like, having your cake and eating it, too. Yeah, also that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I forgot, like, I think it's the episode 13, where they are naked just for, like, the test. Oh, sure. And, like, there's just, like, a lot, there's a lot of, like, naked humor, also, that ends up feeling weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. not, like, not to, like, run away from that, but, like... No, no, Absolutely. It's just a thing that sucks. Yeah. So, like at some point, even though like I get what they're going for. Well, we've all been like joking said, about how like Eva discourse is going to explode on Twitter or whatever once this goes yeah. up. Yeah, 
And I think people are uh, maybe overblowing how many people are going to bother watching it. Yeah. But also, yeah, I, pe- people are not going to be thrilled about all the naked children. No, I, I think that's definitely going to be something that is criticized and probably for good reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I, I know you're, you're trying to <laughs> jump tracks here, but just... I, I don't know how... What the right way to do this kind of thing would be, because this isn't it. But, like, if you want to write a story about teenagers, like, becoming more sexually aware, like, having the camera take on, like, Shinji's point of view looking at Asuka makes sense from, like, an artistic point of view if you're trying to show, like, the way he's looking at her, but also it makes me feel like a creep for looking at it, and I don't really want to do it. Even if it, I understand a, even if there's a case to be made for why it makes sense. Yeah, it, it's also it's something a lot of people like that specifically is something that people uh, come to conflict with in like the uh, Persona games. Yeah, yeah. In like with like okay, you could either date these high schoolers, right? Like, you, an adult playing this game, can date this high schooler, or you, an adult, can play this kid dating an adult. Right. And to be fair, like, I don't think, again, I don't think it holds true all the way, but Eva is at least, at times, making an attempt to comment on that kind of thing. Persona's absolutely not. It just wants to have fun horny times. Yeah, for sure. And I I think that is definitely something that uh, will, like, get, is going to be part of that larger discourse of Ava. Yeah. Which is, uh, People, even going to series that wants to comment on a lot of stuff, and so at some points it's hard to tell what is commentary and what is just yeah. them go falling into tropes that yeah, are bad. Yeah. Uh, like, it's not something that comes up in these 14 episodes as much, but, like, it's uh, the way it can sometimes treat women as, like, disposable. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it wants to make commentary on that, especially with, like, Ray. Yeah, yeah. And, well, like, and with, Ritsuko, uh, yeah, Ritsuko, yeah. Yeah. Like, Ritsuko to her mom, like that, we like that say, whole... I feel like we've probably already crossed the threshold. If it wasn't clear, open spoiler season, right? Yes, If yes. you want unspoiled versions of, of these conversations, just go listen to the old episodes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I feel like part of the reason why we're doing this is for it to have full context of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...the series. Like, even if we're not talking about the back half in detail, we're gonna bring up things that happen in it. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, it's just a, and, like, I think it does well at some points of that, but also you can just go, like, well, also they are just maybe not treating the orbit characters the best. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah, like. I, like, I don't know, like, I guess the way to do it would be, like, have that be some of the characters and then have some of the characters be better, but. Yeah. And I think they do that with some of them. I could maybe argue. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, Mus- it, it's a tough... Misato yeah. uh, probably stays, like, the strongest, like, active character in the series throughout. Yeah. I don't really that remember exactly like... what happens to her during, like, the end, but also I don't know what happens to most people during the end. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, an actor character who is not, like, in a super, like, a big position of power. Yeah. Who is not, like, on the Sale Gendo level. Right, definitely. Yeah, because a lot of these early episodes are about Misato, like, dealing with the pressures of, like, being promoted to, like, a position of authority. 
Uh, so that was something I wanted to actually ask you before. Yeah. And this now goes great into it. What were your thoughts on Masato? Because I know at the be- the first time we watched this, and you kind of like kind of opened my eyes to this, you were like, Masato sucks. Yeah, I still think Masato kind of sucks. I'm more sympathetic to her this time around. Mm-hmm. I do still think that, you know, I like I just said, she's kind of trying to deal with being in a position of power. Uh, and being forced into this position where she has to do some fucked up shit to these kids. Yeah, definitely. And it just feels like her way of doing that is to try and emulate Gendo, which is a bad thing for anybody to do. Yeah, and something that, like, a lot of the stuff in this show gets brought into the, like, the more serious part of the show. Yeah. Like, stuff that is some seen as kind of funny or somewhat, uh, you know, just a comic trope, uh, is brought, like, like, oh, here's why this is, like, serious and real. Yeah. Uh, and I realized watching this that Masato's alcoholism is never really... Yeah, very much so. Like... It's yeah. It's played as a joke. Oh, she's she's a pretty girl, but she's got a messy apartment. She has so much beer in her fridge, and then just empty alcohol containers all around her apartment. She has a problem. Yeah, like every scene we see of her at home, she is drinking alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we're because there's a scene in um when she's talking to Ritsko at some point where Ritsko like points out like, oh hey, you're sober, and like. It didn't really click with me the first time. She's pointing that out because that's a rare thing for her to see. Yeah. She's a, she's just a functioning alcoholic, and in most scenes we see her, she's at least a little drunk. And, like, I was, like, I'm surprised they never used that. Yeah. Like, and maybe I don't want that, but it's just, like, it's a character trait that, like, what ends up happening is we see her start drinking coffee. Oh, do we? Okay, yeah, yeah. In, the in like, the movies and, like, Basically, after Kaji dies, okay, uh, she starts drinking coffee, which can be like, can be like, oh, it's like she has stopped running away now, right? But like, it is not ever made really explicit, and like, it is really never brought up the fact that she has a problem. Yeah, because the the like obvious way to go with that, and this would play into the problem you were talking about about the the female characters being disposable, is that as things get worse and worse in this show, her drinking problem gets worse and worse. And Shinji can rely on her less. Yeah. Like, Masato's always been kind of, is always a bit of, like, the unreliable adult, but she's also the most reliable adult for Shinji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, one of the many problems he has. Right. But yeah, I do still get the vibe that she is... So this is a weird thing I noticed about most of the show this time, that I think my feelings about Masato play into, is that... This show kind of has two modes. One where it is a fun shonen anime about giant robots and teens. And, like, you get that in, like, a lot of the early Asuka episodes. Like, Dance Like You Want to Win is, like, the pinnacle of that. Yes. But it's, like, any time Shinji has a moment of, like, a reality check where he realizes, Wait, this is horrible. I don't like this and I would like to stop. It's like the whole show turns on him and like every character is suddenly mean to him it's like oh oh you you don't want to be the hero of a fun anime well how about you fuck off then you little shit yeah and and Masato is usually the one giving those speeches it's either like like it's either Gendo Masato or Asuka and like Asuka and Gendo are supposed to be mean to him right Masato is supposed to be like kind of his one 
like one of the people on his side. Yeah, yeah. And he, she, she's not for some of it, which right. is, and even like Ray at times, like when she asks him, like, "Don't you trust your dad's plan?" He's like, "No, are you kidding? Have you been watching this TV show? Of course I don't." And I understand that she has like a connection to Gendo, but she just immediately, she's been completely emotionless for the entire show, and she gets violent and hits him and like gets angry at him because he says that he doesn't trust his dad. And like the and the way Shinji says it is like. This hit me as, like, something the way, like, someone in 2019 would say of it. Yeah. Whereas he's like, don't you like your father? He's like, fuck no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, why would I trust my dad? Have you been, yeah, again, like, have you paid attention even a little bit, Ray? I know you've been in the hospital for a lot of these episodes, but come on. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting that, yeah, anytime he doesn't fit into the role of, like, the, of a traditional protagonist... The show like turns against him. Yeah, that's interesting, and like it's very stratified in these episodes. Yeah, like it. You can tell pretty early on in an episode whether it will be like one that treats Shinji, like where Shinji will be happy in this episode or not. Right. Well, and a lot of it too is that like because early on they're very. It's Shinji's a very depressed boy for a lot of the early episodes, and then around the point that. Like, nothing really gets resolved, it just Asuka shows up, and she's big and loud, and kind of distracts him from all of his internal problems for a while. I think you can also argue that, like, Shinji becomes closer friends with, uh, Ida and Toji. Yeah, oh yeah, there's more to it than that, but, yeah, there's also an element like, of, like, hey, all these problems, let's go on, uh, ride to the ocean and meet a girl. Yeah. <laughs> His uh, pixie, uh, manic pixie dream girl. That's yeah. awful. His his manic pixie nightmare girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oscar can be. We we haven't gotten to the like maybe the worst, mo- like the meanest Oscar moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, man, I always forget. Like man, Oscar's fucking such a jerk. Yeah, she's mean. <laughs> love- and it can be like fun a lot of the time. Well, sure, yeah. And- Again, like, the tone kind of shifts from episode to episode, and whether it's just she's an awful an awful person or she's a fun tsundere girl, you know, kind of varies. Yeah. Because, like, the first two episodes are very serious and very, like, much of what the show, like, the show that people expect now going into it. Yeah. It's got, like, the, like, oh, shit, the Avas are, like, organic reveal. Right, right. And then, uh, like, I'm just gonna look at the list of episodes. Sure. Like, transfer Hedgehog's Dilemma, like, basically until a human work, you could maybe say, which is, like, right before Oscar Strikes. Yeah. It's very moody and very, like, not as moody and weird as it will get, but it can, it goes there. Right, because human work, the, the Jet Alone episode, is not necessarily moody it's just very dry because it's an episode all about like the bureaucracy of giant mecha and like part of also where i said that is it does include a scene where masato is like in a spacesuit being carried by unit one yeah yeah like it, it is being a bit goofier with its giant robots than definitely previously yeah yeah and that's something that i kind of i knew that the show did it but it I'd kind of forgotten how, like, much it committed to 
yeah, here's giant robot fights. Like, okay, we're going to fight this angel in this episode, and then the next three episodes are going to be about, like, the cleanup and, like, making statements to, like, the government to explain, to justify the budget you spent on that fight, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I think after they defeat Ramiel, like, the Diamond Angel. Yeah, there's, like, a cut, like, four episodes later, and most of its body is still in the middle of town. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, Magma Diver's goofy as fuck. Yeah. Uh. You know, both of you dance like you want to win, of course, is very goofy. Yeah, just a fun, silly time. Uh. The day Tokyo Three Stood Still is also like it's less goofy than yeah, it's not world. goofy. It's just kind of like here's just a fun monster of the week type episode. Yeah, like it. it I think as you said on one of the episodes, it becomes more Star Trekky. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's serious, but like also it's like a kind of goofy sci-fi story. Right. It's just there's here's a high concept sci-fi problem. They don't have any electricity, and here's how they're going to work around it. Yeah. Um, and then, it's only until, like, yeah, the latter half of leaving a story, and then, uh, like, by 15, uh, like, that is when we get to, which, you know, we won't super cover it this time. Yeah. Like, that is when things start getting, like, okay, we are in the shit now. Yeah, well, and I guess 15 is kind of where, uh, uh, Masato's drinking problem kind of gets the closest thing to a spotlight, right? Because she kind of, like, passes out in that one, doesn't she? Yeah, like, but it is framed as more of, like, this is a one-time occurrence. Oh, yeah, definitely. Rather than her just being a continual drunk. For sure. But also, this show definitely makes a lot of use of, like, here's a two-second cut to something... And you figure out what that means that we showed you that. You know, where... Yeah. They don't always spell out what they're trying to say. That's fair. Uh, yeah, like, it does seem like, for better or for worse, uh, her alcohol problems are very tied to Kaji. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I don't think that is the only reason she drinks. No. But, like, his death is a, like, kind of serious, like, seriously got moment for her. Right. Uh... You want to go through the episodes a bit? Let's go through the episodes. All right. Uh, first episode, Angel Attack. Angel Attack is a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, we st- I still, like, I always forget it, but when I watch the first episode, like, oh, yeah, the book in Ray. Yeah, yeah, the Ray at the start. Uh, speaking of sexualization, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what is with that Masato picture? This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Masato is kind of a creep. Yeah. She, because again, it, like, her role, if this show was just completely played straight, just fun shown in anime, she's just the, the cute older lady that all the boys have a crush on, but like, she weaponizes that and uses it to manipulate children in a yes. way that's really, really gross. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's real fucking, Because I, I think I told you that when I watched this originally, like, Masato was like... She's my favorite character. Sure. Like, I was like, I like Shinji a lot, and I relate to Shinji a lot, but, like, if I had to choose, like, what, like, who my favorite character was, it's Masato. Yeah. And I, I think I'd probably go Shinji now. I still like Masato a lot. It's just, yeah, like, she is way dirtier. Like, her hands are way dirtier in ways than I kind of realized as a kid. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, okay, more of a angel attack. That's the episode where Shinji comes in. Right. Uh, Which, like, just real quick, we're not going to go, you know, beat for beat or anything. Something I noticed during the opening of this that I don't think clicked with me watching it the first time, because there's a lot of shots in cartoons and anime where you'll get city shots where, eh, we didn't have the budget to draw crowd scenes. So I'm used to just, like, seeing city streets and, like, Sailor oh, Moon king- or something, and, like, oh, yeah, there's no one here, of course. They just, But I understand that it's a populated city. The Kingdom Hearts. Right, the Kingdom Hearts, exactly. But the opening shots of this just establish that this city is empty. And, like, that, there's just that, cars abandoned in the middle of the road. Like, there's no one here. That's something that gets brought up later in a weird way. And yeah. then they kind of go back on it a bit. Yeah, I, I kind of get the vibe from the first couple episodes here that the only people that even live in Tokyo 3 are nerve employees and, like, their families. And, like, you get bits of that because, like, when Ian eventually, like, talks about, like, oh, yeah, I hacked into, like, my dad's information. Yeah, or, like... Like, to get nerve info. Definitely. Or, like, Toji mentions, like, oh, geez, the class got a lot smaller since I, like, cut class for a week. It's like, yeah, everyone evacuated. Yeah, like, that, that's what kind of getting it. Like, is there, like, oh, yeah, no one wants to live here, and then, like, a few episodes later, like, it's a full school. Yeah, you know. <laughs> nerve because, does employ a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, they do. And, like, I guess you could just go with, like, yeah, they were evacuated because there's an angel. Right. Uh, but yeah, Chiji is brought by Masato into, uh, the depths of nerve because the, uh, an angel is attacking for the first time in 15 years. Yeah, and Ray got, we'll see in a few episodes that she got all fucked up during, like, a test run of Eva Zero, so Gendo had to go send for his spare. Yes. Which, man, like, what a great intro to that character. Yeah, like, one of the first things he says in the show is... Oh, don't worry, I've, I've got a spare lined up. And he's talking about yeah, his like, son. Yeah, like, they're like, oh, we don't have a pilot. And he's like, don't, yeah, like, I think the exact line, at least in the English dub, because I watched the English dub this time. Oh, nice. Uh, was, uh, don't, like, oh, don't worry, this my spare has arrived. God. Which is, like, just such a fucking, like, oh, you asshole. Yeah, one of the, like, little touches that I noticed this time that I totally missed the first time was, uh, when Masato was, like, driving Shinji to Nerve, she asked him to, like, get out the letter that he got. And you only see it for a split second, but literally every line of text on the letter is redacted. Yeah. And there's a handwritten note from his dad that just says, come see me. And then also the note is ripped into pieces and taped back together because Shinji got that and ripped it up and then had to put it back together when he decided to come anyway. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, there's some really great like just icon- like imagery in this episode. Yeah. Um, the most obvious being the giant hand that they go by. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just like that as a background and also just how it frames Shinji as it grabbing him. Right. Which it inevitably will, he will grab someone using that exact hand. Yeah. And then there's, like, the, the military, like, drops an N2 mine on the angel to try and kill it. And it's very much, like, atomic bomb imagery. Yes. Of, like, the town just being nuked. And it's this weird thing, again, where Shinji's not allowed to acknowledge how fucked up the world is, because he's got to be a cool shonen protagonist. So it's just him and Masada, like, hey, come out here and help me flip my car back over after we almost got nuked to death, so we can keep on driving and telling fun jokes. Yeah. 
It's, like, I, I've stolen all these batteries. Yeah, it's this weird total, like, mismatch that I think is on purpose. It's just very strange. Yeah, uh, I, I want to speak on some more stuff about that, but I just wanted to mention very quickly another animation bit I liked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the angel splitting the missile is still one of the coolest animation bits of this entire yeah, like show. Yeah, like, its arm kind of crumples as it catches it. Yeah, it's very cool. And, like, the metal, like, bends as it gets... Yeah. And then it still, like, explodes, but the angel's okay. <laughs> right, which they kind of use a similar version that shot in the movie during, like, the Oscar fight, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I think that's, like, her, like, driving her hand through someone. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of... I, we can either talk about this... It's interesting to consider in the context of how Gendo cares about... Seems to care about Ray. Yeah. Considering what he's willing to do to her in this episode. Well, right, because he does... I mean, I, I don't remember the back half super clearly, but he doesn't really care about her, right? He just has weird emotional attachment to her because he's she's a clone of his wife. And, like, he is going to eventually use to get maybe his wife back. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it isn't because, like, she has... Ray, like, that is the, like, one of the few human contacts she has. Yeah. And so she considers Gendo a very good person. Right, because which, he's nice to her, which, mm. yeah. And, like, that also pops up in Ray 1, where he burns his hands to get her. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is maybe... I think there is some caring of, of him with Ray, but also I think he knows that, like, you, we can always get more. Yeah, he, he must have some level of, like, honest affection for her, because, yeah, otherwise, who cares if she dies in that pod? We'll just make another one. No big deal. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, they do later, and they don't seem to care that much that they have to. Yeah. And, like, by that point, like, Gendo is, like, so far away, like, the bad guy of the series. Right. Um... And I, I do something that comes in at the end where like Shinji is basically being forced to, and like that I think that is also another reason why Gendo breaks out Ray. Oh is yeah, he knows absolutely. That Shinji will change his mind. Gendo I, at no point does Gendo actually intend to put Ray in the Eva. Like yeah. he, he brings her out because he knows how to manipulate his son. Which yeah, he's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and. I find it really interesting how many times this show, especially in these first half of this show, mm. does this thing where it it is it is you know not a new thought that I'm putting out here. I just like it. Um, they are basically like everyone around it is basically manipulating him into having this illusion of choice. Yeah. Uh, but the choice that he's being manipulated to is the cool shonen anime thing. Right. So they're like, no, you're the hero. Like, you're... Like, there's so many people expressing the instant episode, like, you're the only one that can do this. Like, you know, you're you're the special. You're the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, to steal something from Austin Walker. <laughs> he's not special because he's good at it. He's right. special because he's the key they need to turn the car. Yeah, he's he's special because his mom's a robot. Yeah. He is not special for anything that he has done or that anything that he wants to do. Right. Like, later on they will say that he is like, oh, his sync rate is way better in every unit one than anyone else. Yeah. 
and they treat that as again like oh he's the spe- like he's like the special right. boy. But again, even it, that is it's just because he's the only like it's because yeah, his it's, mom in there. Yeah. Well, Oscar's is her mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I just also think that Oscar has a worse relationship with her mom. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because Shinji didn't say watch his mom kill herself or whatever. And then like also pretend that the she was killing her Oscar. Oh yeah, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's episode one. Yeah, which ends with Shinji getting the shit beat out of him by an angel. Uh, does it? I thought. It, oh, you're right. He gets like. No, the, I th- it, doesn't it just end with him like going up topside, and then that's the end? No, the uh, angel puts he trips. Oh, is that this the, episode? Okay, okay. Yeah, the angel picks him up. Uh, no, you may be right, actually. Yeah, I think this one ends with, like, he's emerging from the city. It's like, oh, cool anime fight's coming. And then episode yeah. two, he immediately you're right, eats you're shit. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, episode two, uh... The Beast. The Beast. Unfamiliar ceiling. Um, which turns into a very familiar ceiling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... But, yeah, so that one starts with changing the shit beat out of him and waking up in a hospital bed. Yeah. And I, I still like this conceit of we do not see the full battle until the very end. No, you just see the aftermath of, of them, like, cleaning up, like, pieces of Eva's armor that fell off and, like... Which, from what we, like, in, during this episode, we think are just parts of the Eva. Right. Until the very end. Like, they do a good job of showing... of. Hiding that it is hollow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everyone always just says, like, oh, Shinji did a great thing. Which is yeah. great when you consider, like, what he actually did. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just kind of depressed and disoriented. He's in the like, hospital he, for the beginning of it. He is very obviously treating, like, be, like already experiencing PTSD. Yeah, understandably. And, like, no one wants to acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, and and even, like, if it wasn't a traumatic thing that happened to him, it seems like just linking up with an Eva screws with your brain. Yeah. Like, this whole episode is just, like, kind of some world building. Yeah. Uh, like, it, apparently one thing is that, like, Nerve was somewhat a secret organization. Yeah, and this was, like, the first time that... You know, oh, well, there was an angel attack, so I guess we can't pretend anymore. Yeah. I, I guess that, like, we are preparing for angels with giant robots. Yeah. It was, like, the secret. You know, not that, like, oh, everyone works at this giant company. Like, right. a giant government organization. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Because people don't really know about angels at all until this angel attack, right? Because the, I mean, the first one is, like, covered up with a meteor strike. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And something I do love about these early episodes is how much they lean on, like... Like, it's called Tokyo 3, which inherently begs the question of, wait a second, what happened to Tokyo 2? Yeah, and Tokyo 1. (laughs) Right, like, I just love the idea that it's like, no, 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 it's not even that Tokyo got destroyed and we had to rebuild it. It's that that happened twice. Yeah. You eventually do see old Tokyo, which I assume is Tokyo 1. I would assume so, yeah. And it is, like, underwater. Yep. And then they talk, They go to Tokyo... I think Tokyo 2 is somewhere also, right? I think 
I think there are still, like, people in Tokyo 2. It just has been, like, I, somewhat destroyed. I might be misremembering. Is Tokyo 2 where Jet Alone is being developed? I thought that was Tokyo 1. Okay, okay. Oh, no, I think you're right. I think they only mentioned old Tokyo. I think I got the confused. Sure. Uh, understandably. Uh, I think there was a line uh, where, I think in the Eve of Evangelion, where they're like, oh, you know, wipe them out, make them... You make it so that no one can return there for 50 years, like old Tokyo. Yeah. Um, like, if you take out the whole, like, not a lot happens in the meat of this episode. Mm-hmm. Until, like, the very end. Right, when we flash back to the, the fight, where, yeah, Shinji got the shit beat out of him. Uh, and then the Eva's, like, helmet got blown off, because it is just a helmet. Uh... And it just goes berserk. And I we've talked about it a bunch before, but I love how like animalistic the Eva fight. The the the, the way the Evas fight when they're like they're unchained or whatever. Yeah, when they go into berserk mode. When yeah, they go like, into sicko mode. Like they look like a ca- like cavemen. Yes. Like the the shot I've mentioned many times of, of like being I think my favorite shot of this entire show. Mm-hmm. Or at least one of my is The one where like its arm is exposed and it's on all fours and it's like breathing. Breathing and like it, those specific one where it like looks into the camera like it is a like it is wildlife footage. Yeah, yeah. Good and like as its hell. eyes are glowing. It's just like, oh fuck, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really great. But yeah, this whole fight is really it. It's great because it's like super well animated and it's compelling, but it's also like this is not what you want out of a fun robot anime. This is scary, and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it does break open the AT field like it's goatsy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it does, huh? We, we mentioned that in an episode. <laughs> that was three years ago. What do you want from me? <laughs> I, I remember because I was looking through. I was looking for a good uh, <clears throat> like episode thing for a question post on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the episodes I mentioned goatsy. I'm like, wait, why? And then I was like. Get like scan through and it's like oh okay that's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the I don't know if the head has fully fallen off. I think it is like cracked. It only yeah. fully falls off at the end. You're right. You're right. Where Shinji then sees the eye grow back. Yeah. Oh, so gross. So good. It's it's real it's real upsetting. This also has him his arm be like his the Ava arm being broken, which is also a fucked up part. Yeah, because they also establish that like your arm doesn't break when the robot arm breaks, but it feels like it does. Yeah, which you know that seems like the thing that happens in a lot of like robot shows. That like I'm like why why do you. <laughs> Well, yeah, because they they say a few times like, "Oh, the input's going backwards" or whatever. Yeah, you know, they techno babble it up, but yeah, I just say it as like you're supposed to be feeding like output from your brain into the robot, but if like shit goes weird, it can like go in reverse. Yeah, okay, that, I, I like that enough. Yeah. Uh, episode three, uh, a transfer. A transfer. AKA the high school, ep- like the the most high school episode. Yeah. A.K.A. the phone that never rings. Yes. Uh, where, that's where we meet, uh, it is Ida, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Ida and Toji. Yes. Uh, which Ida is just the, the big military nerd. Right, right. Do we know, to- like, who his dad is? Is it, like, one of the bridge characters, or is it just, I don't know, somebody? I, I think it's just, it. like, a random scientist. That's fair. Uh, yeah, like, I don't... There has not been a thing where it's like, oh, and his dad was this. Right, and if his dad was, like, the guy that, like, busts out a guitar at some point in the headquarters... Yeah. Does that that does happen, right? I'm not imagining that. He plays a lot of air guitar. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I could swear there was a point where like they had some downtime and he's just plucking away at a guitar. No, I, I think No, that's at the school. There's like someone like using like a like ruler as a Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as like a mime guitar. Right. Uh this episode opened with Shinji training and with like uh, with one of the Ava guns, which is still a great concept. Yeah, it's just giving giant robots actual like rifles and pistols. It it's very cool, but it also like kind of goes back to what we were saying about this is just an empty city where like this whole city is just designed to fight angels. Like people yeah. can't live here. Yeah, it's like. So many of these buildings are actually, like, delivery mechanisms for... And I don't remember which episode it is, but at some point, one of the shots they use of, like, the buildings raising and lowering, uh, you know, when an angel attack happens... Yeah. You see, like, the whole skyline, like, descending, but then there's this whole, in the foreground, row of buildings that are, like, older and dilapidated that, like... Okay, I guess those people don't get to go underground when uh, the angel attacks happen, huh? Yeah. And, like, there was enough times when an angel attack happened so quickly or, like, uses a power they did not expect where those buildings are still fucked. Right. And, yeah, like, the this show is not interested in really class relations. No, but, like, they didn't have to draw that foreground of buildings either, you know? Yes, also that. Like, it's not uh, what the show is talking about, but it also, you know, acknowledges it. Yeah. Uh... I, I do, I really like Ada. I think he's a good character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, what I was going to say was that he's doing his training, and he is already, like, so numb to this. Because it's him, like, just going, like, you know. Yeah. He's he like, is, just point and shoot. Just point yeah. and shoot. Like, he is treating this as, like, the most video game ass. It doesn't even feel video gamey. He just seems dead inside. Which, I guess you could maybe... I don't know if that, like, watching this again, I don't know if that 100% works for me. Like, him getting to that point already. I think it works for me if you assume that he was already extremely depressed. Yeah, I I guess it's just because, like, we see him later on in this episode, like, not acting, like, that totally fucked up. Sure, but as someone who's felt that way, it's not, you know, you're not like that 100% of the time. That, that's true. Like, as someone who has also got through that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just, like, in this rewatch felt a little weird to me. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that hitting me the first time I watched it. Um, but I think it I think it works if you assume that had the events of this show not happened, he'd be at whatever, wherever he lived before with this same dead-eyed expression, like, flipping channels on a TV instead of pulling a trigger on a gun, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. Um... A lot of this episode focuses just on Toji and Ada. Yeah. Uh, they are shit-talking Shinji right behind, like, right behind his back as he's, like, listening to his music. Yep. We're like, oh, I hate whoever the Eva pilot is. Why did he pilot the Eva so bad? My sister got hurt. 
And then it was like, oh, have you heard about that new kid? He's probably the Ava pilot. And they're like, yeah, well, I hope he's not the Ava pilot, because Ava pilot sucks. <laughs> and, and then is this go, where we and, get, like, the teacher explanation of uh, the second impact? Yeah. Uh, they're in second impact class. Yes. Which seems to just be, this old man would like to tell you some stories. Yeah. Uh, which, like, yeah. Every, almost every time that they are in this uh, this classroom, they're talking about like second impact or something like that. Right. Which but, I get. It's it's a big it's a big thing. Yeah, I think if if that happened on uh, Earth, uh, that would be what people talk about most of the time. But uh, yeah, like it gets out to all the classmates that Shinji is the Eva pilot, and they all, like, swarm him, but not Toji. He doesn't like him one bit. And then Toji beats him up back outside, and then, I guess, just the shot, like, Shinji, like, and, like, one of my favorite things is that, like, after getting hit once, like, Shinji's like, like, no, I don't even want to fucking pilot this stupid thing. Yeah. Toji punches him, like, harder. Right. Like, no, there's no way you could win this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, like, as Shinji's just, like, lying there, like, having been, like, almost knocked out, Ray just walks up and goes, like, hey, we, we gotta go. <laughs> we got a mission. Hey, oh, hey, well, they beat you up for piloting the Eva? Well, we gotta go pilot the Eva. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and then we spend the rest of the episode with uh, Ada and Toji as they escape. The, yeah. Like, uh, from the shelter and eventually get... Uh, Brought into the Ava cockpit. Right, which seems bad. Like, especially with what we learn later. Yeah. Like, that seems like it would fuck Shinji up even more. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's not having a great time in there. Yeah, this is also a very, like, what would be a normal, very shonen moment of him, like, I'm gonna go, like, all out and just kill this thing, you know, like, before, like, you know, with all of my mind and screaming, like, yeah! Right, and it would be all three of them have their hand on the control together, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love, let's be clear. And this, it's just Shinji doing it while screaming. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, half in pain, and the other two just being freaked the fuck out. It's, like, unlike the last time, Shinji doesn't lose control of the Eva, but it's acting in the exact same way because Shinji lost control of himself. Yes. And he's just, yeah, screaming and stabbing at the angel with a knife because we I gotta bring it up again. I love that the Eva weapon is just a knife. <laughs> it's just so, like, nasty. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's so visceral because, like, there, it just leads to, like, so many shots of, like, Ava's covered in angel blood. Yeah, well, because, like, a giant robot with a sword, that's cool. A giant robot with a knife, like, knives are for, like... Just, I don't know, stabbing people and, like, just gutting them. It's a, I don't know, there's something about it that makes it feel more, like, the, the like, way that violent. knives, that, like, swords have been interpreted in, like, popular fiction is, like, there is a certain grace and beauty to a good sword fight. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, while a knife fight, uh, at best is fast. Right, and, like, there might be... Like, there are knife fights with grace and beauty to them, but that's not how the Eve is using them. It's not like it's a butterfly dagger that they're, like, flipping around. It's just a short little, like, shank. Or chiv, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. That they use to shank. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it's just like this very like viscerally violent thing. Yeah. Uh Well, and just like because it's so short, it like forces the Eva's like body into poses that Reed is very like violent and like primal, where it's gotta like have its elbows bent, arms over its head, while it like stabs over and over and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and that's the yeah, that's the end of the episode where like the uh, well, Toji is going to call him and then doesn't, because phone, phone that doesn't ring. Right. Yeah, because Toji's gone from, oh, I hate this kid, to, oh, jeez, this kid's got enough problems without me hassling him. Yeah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, Hedgehog's Dilemma. The Hedgehog's Dilemma. Probably the like the most prime depression episode from this section. This episode is just Shinji having a panic attack for 30 minutes. Yeah. It's great. It's a very good episode. I think this is also the episode where Shinji goes, like, Masato's, like, chewing him out for, like, because he was, like, supposed to, like, retreat and then, like, drop those two dudes off, get another cable, like, head back. Right. And so he like, just went sicko mode. Yeah, he went sicko mode. Uh, <laughs> just really dating this podcast. Like, not even dating, because, like, even that reference is old at this point. You know what? Fair enough. I just find the concept of sick of mode very funny. It's a funny phrase. Because, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, like, Masala was, like, chewing him out, and he's like, hey, we did it. Like, even, and if I, even if I died, it wouldn't cause that much problem. And it's like, oh, shit, you buddy, I've been there. Yeah, he's just, like, he's gotten so depressed that it's wrapped back around. Yeah, like, into being, like, kind of creepy. Yeah. And so, like... The episode opens, or at least it very, like, quickly gets into, like, Masada going, like, hey. Like, I know what, you, what you've been going through is, like, very tough. Like, she's outside his room, like, talking in. But, like, but you have yeah. to come out at some point. Right. Like, like he's run away. And, like, he's like, yeah, he's run away. And she's like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, man. I, I, did, I did a bad parenting. <laughs> and so we just get all, like, these, like, mostly dialogue-less shots of, yeah, just Shinji wandering around town. Eventually, uh, going to a, like, movie showing and, like, scowling at the couple making out, which was, like, again, like, yeah, I yep. did. Mm-hmm. I know that feel. <laughs> the movie is ridiculous. It's <laughs> a documentary about the fake version of the second impact, but you listen to the dialogue and it's super, it's like an action movie. Yeah. Which, if I'm gonna nitpick, and granted this was the 90s, so they maybe didn't have this touchstone, but, like, 9-11 happened, and people didn't really want to watch disaster movies for a good five years, you know? I mean, also, when it's been 50 years, too, that theater was pretty empty. I guess that's both fair points. It just seems to be like no one would want to have a fun romp through that time half the world's population died. I think that's also a very, like, country-by-country basis. That's, yeah. Sure. Uh, I have, as someone who has studied post-World War II, I think, Hungarian films. Okay. At some point, and I didn't like most of them, but... Uh, <laughs> like, there was very much of, like, no, don't give us this fantasy bullshit. Like, we need to see people like us who are depressed and in bad situations. Sure, that I can empathize with, but, like, nothing about that movie sounds realistic. It sounds like, like the Michael Bay version of The Second Impact. Which I, I do like as a concept. Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and, like, he ends up, like, sleeping at a train station and then, like, running through the park while having a disassociative, like, he disassociates while running through the park, basically. Yeah, these early episodes have a lot of, uh, cicada noises, and there's just a spot where, like, there's no music, there's no dialogue, there's just these cicadas that are just getting louder and louder while the camera, like, focuses in on him. And, like, the color changes, and he's, like, just, like, close-up shots of his eyes, and it's just, like, and then he just, like, runs off, and, like, the cicada sounds, like, kind of... Yeah. And then uh, we get... Go ahead. Go, go yeah, You go ahead first. I was just gonna say, you get this, like, w- kind of weird, like, feeling bit of, like, Ida playing by himself. Like I was, I was just about to get at that, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, the foreground is just tall stalks of grass, and he has, like, a toy gun... And he's got some, like, fake military clothes, and he's just, like, playing soldier by himself in this field. And it just has a, like, the color palette's very different than the rest of the show. It's a weird feeling scene. Yeah, like, I'm sure a lot of these uh, moments, like, especially when, like, Shinji's, like, just walking around the countryside of the mountains. Yeah. Have been, like, used as background stuff or, like, chill beats to listen to. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Uh... Yeah, like, you just find, and, like, Shinji eventually stumbles across it, like, Ida just playing in this field, playing soldier. Yeah. And Ida is, like, th- that's also, like, where we get even more, like, oh, Ida thinks that what Shinji does is so cool. Right. Like, from living with Misato to piloting the Ava, like, he, like, he is the person who wants to be the shonen hero. Yeah, and Shinji's just like, buddy, no, you don't. You really don't. Like, no, this fucking, she fucking sucks, like... Piloting the Ava fucking sucks. Like, it, it, all of this is bad. Yeah. And he's like, well, like, I think it's cool. He's like, okay. Yeah. But so he, like, hangs out with Ida in, like, the the tent that he's got in this field. And then first thing in the morning, he's surrounded by, like... Like, G-men. Yeah, by G-men from Nerve to drag him back. Because they sure talk a lot about how it's up to him whether he wants to pilot the Eva, but they sure seem mean about it when he says no, huh? They do, but also, like, he he was a kid that ran away. Yeah, but, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, like I said, like, they, they need him to pilot it, but they want to make it feel like it's his choice. Right. But I'm just saying, like, but then when he exercises that choice, suddenly, nah, he gets dragged back to nerf. By force. Yeah, and then, and then he does quit. He does, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh... And we get that great scene where Toshi asks him to punch him. Right, yep. Because, like, he's like, hey, I thought we could have, like, built a friendship over, you know, a couple months, maybe even years. You know, I would feel okay about having punched you once, but now that I'm never going to see you again, I need you to punch me right now. <laughs> and don't hold back. And don't hold back. Uh, yeah, like, he's in, like, nerve jail for a little bit, and Masato comes to talk to him and is like, Listen, are you going to pilot it or not? Do you want to do this? He's like, well, no. No, I don't want to do it. But, like, y'all are basically going to murder Ray if I don't, so I guess I have to. And she, like, cuts him off like, no. Only do it if you want to do it. Like, uh, well, then, I guess I'm leaving then. Goodbye. Yeah. The... I feel like the ending of this episode is one of the only, like, holding on this shot for an extended period of time that doesn't work for me. Yeah. It, like, I don't know what they're trying to get across. Yeah, I don't either. And, like, the other two, 
like you know, it's it's a budget saving thing every time they do it, but like there is a legitimate tension when they have those two long shots near the end. Yeah, like the the one with Oscar Ray is just like, oh, these two people like hate each other. Right. And... Like it just makes you feel like you're in an extremely uncomfortable elevator, which suits what's going on. And like when he grabs Kaoru with uh the Eva, it's like, oh god, what oh god, he's gonna oh jeez. Like you know this decision has to be made and like yeah. Shinji, like you're just trying to extend like he's just trying to extend it as far as he can. Yeah. And that only makes it worse. And this one is just Shinji has already made his decision to like remain because he likes having a place he could call home more than he hates piloting the Ava. Yeah, it's at just, this point. Yeah, it doesn't make sense as a thing for them to like be standing there staring at each other. Yeah, like if it was like Shinji like staring at the train, like wondering if he should get on. Yeah, that would work better. Uh, I overall I think like Shinji's decision makes sense for him at least. Like, yeah, like seeing. Everyone, like, his, the, the few friends he has already made show up for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely like, like oh, there are people who, like, care about me and care about, like, what I do. And the thing about End of Evangelion, which has, like, a completely different take on Shinji, and I'm trying to, like, make that fit with the TV show, I do think it works in the sense of, like, like, the movie says Shinji's a bad person. Yeah. And I think like, you can kind of get TV that. TV series Shinji is, like... He is kind of, like, up in the air about, like, whether he is choosing to be a good person or a bad person. Sure. Like, there is a moment later on in this series of episodes where he is a bad person. Like, he's about to become a very bad person. Yeah. I'm blanking on what exactly you're talking about, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, But, like, if I'm trying to look at this show through the lens of the movie, then Shinji is a shitty little brat that is just, uh... Wasting everyone's time and, like, potentially putting everyone in risk because he wants attention. Yeah. Because his dad doesn't give him any attention and he wants attention, please. Yes. And, yeah, like, I, I think there are a lot of people who really hate Shinji. I think it's very, like, Shinji connects a lot to me personally. Yeah. Especially TV show Shinji. hmm But, like, I can totally see that read of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Shinji a lot, too, and I think that's an uncharitable read of him. But I think it's there if you want to read it that way. And, I, like, I think you said, like, the movie goes more in that direction than... Right, because Shinji becomes a stand-in for shitty Evangelion fans. Yes. He becomes a pinata for Hideaki Anno to beat. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, the the next one is Ray Wood. Yes. Which is, our for, like, the first of this trilogy of episodes that explores Ray in, in more depth. Yeah, yeah, and also has one of the cooler Evas, or cooler Angels, rather. Yes. Yeah, I think that this might be my favorite Angel. Laser Diamond is a pretty good Angel. Uh, yeah, they... Man, Romeo's cool. Romeo's very cool. Like, even though all he does for the majority of it is drill... Yeah. It's still very cool. It's still very cool. It's just a big diamond. It's neat. Uh, yeah, but so this episode opens with Gendo saving Ray and burning his hands. Yeah, yeah. 
Which, like, that is what I would point to. Of, like, he must care about her at some point. Like, at first, some, like, siblings, even if is just, like, because, like, I am protected of her because she reminds me of my dead wife. Yeah. He, like, cares enough about her to, like, injure himself. And, like, I don't think that it is... In this episode, it is trying to go, like, oh, Gendo's not all bad, but I don't think... I think it ends up on a more, like, even if he does good things, it doesn't make him a good person. Yeah, do you... This is gonna be a a seeming non sequitur. Do you read um Gunner Krig Court? No. That's a webcomic. You know what? Not worth getting into. There's a character that's like Gendo. Alright. I think they do a better job redeeming him than they do Gendo. Because <laughs> it's a similar thing where like he's shitty to his daughter, but he's nice to other people, and then you eventually learn like he just has horrible social anxiety, and his daughter reminds him of his dead wife, and he like can't function as a person when she's around. Yeah, like, I can I can see that being good. It's like I don't think the show, like even an end of even going, which gives him maybe like the nicest bow on his story. Uh huh. I don't think that it is interested in like redeeming Gendo. No, definitely not. But I do. They do like uh, shade him in a little bit more as time goes on. Yes. But in a lot of ways, that just makes him all the worse. Yeah, like he is still like a at his. I don't know if it's at his core, but, like, in his day-to-day actions, like, not a good person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially to Shinji. He's so mean to Shinji. Uh, there is, I think, one of the meanest things that he does in the entire show. Uh-huh. Well, he does a lot of big things, but, like, one of yeah. the pettiest, meanest things he does uh-huh. is when Shinji is, like, calls in to go, like, well, yes! there's, a, there's a parent-teacher conference coming soon, and, you know... I really would appreciate if you showed up, and then, like... I've delegated like, that to Misato. And then, and like, then, he can't even hang up before he's telling his secretary not to transfer Shinji calls to him anymore. It's it's so mean. God, what a prick. <laughs> um, he just wants his dad to like him. Yeah, and so, like, that's something you mentioned, like, it has been two episodes since uh, the episode, like... Shinji stabbing that giant, mm. uh, like, man- not the manta ray. It's kind of manta ray-ish. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. It's a big floaty worm tentacle monster. Yeah. Uh, there- there's one that is a bit more manta ray-ish later on. That's true, yeah. Uh, and there's a giant chalk outline of the Ava, which is <laughs> blah, beautiful. It's so funny! What purpose <laughs> could that possibly serve? There's no reason for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's funny. But they are, like, taking apart the angel. And they're like, oh, this is great because it's close to the city. It's almost entirely intact because there weren't any explosives used. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very psyched that uh, Shinji has neutralized this angel without destroying it. Yeah, no, he is great. Like, they're like, yeah, you're, you did great. Um, and is is this the episode where we see Ray's apartment, or is that next one? Yeah, yes, the yeah, uh, which is maybe one of the weirdest episodes, uh, sections of the entire show. Yeah, so he just has to deliver. I don't even remember what he's delivering. If it's a nerve uh, thing or a school thing, it's a nerve thing because like her ID has gone out of like right, right, and he had to deliver like her new one, and just her her apartment is the most depressing place on earth. 
And, yeah, like, so... Well, one, this is where we also learned that the angels have, like, 95%... Uh, like... Uh, human DNA. Human DNA. Yeah. 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 It's like, mm, huh? Okay. Well, just gonna tuck that one in my old back pocket, I guess. Uh, which is just so weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, her apartment is just the front is so full of mail that she has not bothered to open it, just on the floor. Okay, I, I know you want to get into this, but I have oh, yeah, yeah. uh, a you know, a comment that does not matter to anything about Evangelion. All right, cool. Uh, Oscar, uh, no, uh, no, uh, Masato's uh, outfit of like the cover all or cover alls with the black T-shirt underneath is a good look. That is a good look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, okay, if we're talking Masato looks. I do feel like we need to talk real quick about we glossed over in episode two, and she like agrees to take Shinji in. And, like, just going back to how Masato's a little bit of a creep. Oh, she, yeah. She, like, jokes to Ritsuko, like, listen, he's a teenager. I'm not going to put the moves on him or anything. And Ritsuko's like, what? No, of course you wouldn't. That, yeah, like, why would you feel the need to defend yourself from doing that? No one was talking about that, Masato. And then they go home, and she immediately switches, like, changes into a tank top and very short cutoff jean shorts. Yeah, I, I think the generous reading of that is that it's just what she normally wears around the house because she's a slob. Absolutely. I but agree. It's still weird. But it's, it's still, hey, young boy, come to my home while I change into some sexy shorts. That also has, like, the most shonen anime joke of the entire series. Oh, oh, were the, the penguins in the bathtub? Well, you got that. And yeah. just Pen Pen in general. Yeah, yeah, Pen Pen is just a very yeah anime thing. Which, I remember you losing your mind thinking that Pen Pen was something deeper. I thought Pen Pen was gonna be, like, turn out to be an angel. Or, like, was the side product of, like, Eva experiments or something. Anything to explain why this penguin is here. But no, he's just the mascot character. (laughs) He's just a penguin with claws. Don't worry about it. His name tag says Pen, but there's a squared on it. He's Pen squared! He's Pen Uh, times Pen! No, but, uh, where, like, Shinji runs out because he's freaking out because there's a penguin there. Yeah. And, like, she has a tall boy of beer. Right, just the fun Austin Powers thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not, maybe not Shonen, maybe more Austin Powers. <laughs> right, she's got a beer blocking Shinji's dick from the camera, and then she picks it up, but then there's, like, a smaller bottle behind it. Of toothpicks, specifically. Yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah. Hmm, I get it. Shinji got a little dick. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen-year-olds <laughs> kind of tend to. Again, weird joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, her apartment. Yeah. yeah, Ray's apartment. It's just, it's filthy. Like, Shinji takes his shoes off, even though there are obvious dirty shoe prints all over the floor. Yeah, like, it seems dirtier than Masato's apartment, which is like... Yeah, it's it's just not as cluttered because it's basically empty. She's got a bed and a nightstand and just a cardboard box full of bloody bandages. Yeah, and like I it is a bit weird that Shinji just like starts like picking up like, oh she's got some glasses. Wonder who this belongs to. Well, putting them on. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, some weird behavior from him. 
As him being like very like, oh, I don't know if I should be anywhere. <laughs> uh, but then we also get the, a very shonen moment that is just played as very like unsettling. Yeah, where like she gets out of the shower and then she like goes to rip the glasses off his face and they fall over and he lands on top of her with the hand on her boob. And uh, like his bag catches the drawer, so all of her bras and panties. Yeah. Which were on the top drawer. Which, that's not what you do. Put <laughs> underwear at the bottom. It makes sense. <laughs> I, I put underwear on the top. I, I This is just me, but I always put shirts on top. Mm. Just like shorts and pants on the middle. Yeah. Underwear on the bottom. Although, honestly, I guess at this point, I have like underwear on left drawer, undershirts on right drawer, and then shirt shirts just hanging up. Yeah. I, I, have, a, I have most of my stuff hanging up at this moment. Yeah. Anyway, fun diversion for this yeah, Evangelion great. podcast. Uh, but like, yeah, like he ends up like having her, his hand on her boob because, of course, right. And she and like, she's like, is like, hey, move, please. Can you please move? He's like, oh, he's like, oh, sorry, like doing like the freak out that is normal for this, right? And she just does not care, walks out. He's like trying to like chase her down to go like. First apologize, and then, like, no, I, I was actually there for a reason. I have to give you this. Until eventually she, like, scans her card and it doesn't work. Right, yeah. And then she just kind of... she, So she's playing it like she's completely emotionless, like she always is. But he, like, scans the card for her, like, no, see, I was here to give you that. And she, like, swipes it out of his hand and then turns around and walks away like... She's more bothered by it than she's, like, letting on. That's definitely possible. Like, I, I, there is an element of as they raise, they get more and more, but like, along, yeah, they like start exhibiting stuff that is not like what we expect from them. Right. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. It was. It was a touch that I kind of missed the first time. We're like, no, she's angry about what happened. She's just Ray, so it like doesn't really come out. Yeah. Uh, is this where it, she hits him for talking shit yeah. about his dad? Yeah. yeah, he just he just goes, yeah, my dad fucking sucks, right? And she, I think like what she asks is like, like don't you trust your father? Because he's like going like, hey, this, I, you know, this idea seems kind of crazy. Because by this point, the thing is attacking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe it's like about to, like it's coming in. Yeah, or maybe because he tries to fight it once and just immediately gets creamed, right? Yeah. Like, it, like, snipes him with its laser before he can even get out of, like, the loading dock thing. Yeah. Um. And so, like, what... And he's like, yeah, this plan seems pretty crazy. Like, and she's like, oh, don't you trust your dad? And she's like, no, why would I ever trust him? Yeah. And she just turns around and slaps him. Yep. Which, and he is, like, shocked at this. Right. Both that, that like, Ray showed, like, a very outward emotion to him. Yeah, and the, she's that worked up about his dad. Yeah, and, like, I think, was it before this or after this where, like, he sees her, like, when they're in the Avis together? Uh-huh. And, like, she is, like, talking, like, nicely with him and he's, like, smiling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point in this episode, he's, like, just so confused by it. Right, confused and jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do also get, like, one of the very, like, obvious drunk Masato moments. Uh-huh. Where, like, when Ritsuko asks Shinji to, uh, 
give Ray the card. She's like, oh, you like Ray, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what? No. Yeah. I do kind of at the beginning when they're showing the flashback of how Ray got injured. Now, I'm no military strategist. Feel like maybe the emergency eject shouldn't uh, slam you against the ceiling of the building that the machine is stored in. I guess planes do it that way, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But also, you don't expect to have to use it in an airplane hangar. Like, they... <laughs> I don't think they expected it to use it here. I guess. Just... But also, they have the backlight prepared for it, so... Yeah, yeah. Just seems like maybe you have a safer ejection system. Yeah. I guess they can always just get another ray. Yeah. <sighs> But, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's about where this episode leaves off, isn't it? Because, yeah, it's a two-parter. Yeah. You got right two. Right. So, Ramiel is basically, like, indestructible, and it's just floating over Nerve, drilling down into it. And, uh, so they're going to, like, sap the electricity of the entire country to power a laser sniper rifle to kill it with. I love that, like, the first episode is, like, very, like, dramatic, very, like... Focusing on, like, the interactions of the character. And then, like, the second episode is, what if we took all of the electricity to Japan and shot it? (laughs) What if there was a giant gun and the robot lifted the ceiling and then just took the giant gun? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like it still, but it's it's a very, like, 180 into goofiness. Definitely. Well, and there's something about, hmm... The way that this show, like, has this almost, like, fetishistic level of detail looking at the, like, mechanisms for how all the, like, war machines work. When that's in the context of the rest of the show, though, it doesn't feel like it's, hey, look at this cool gun. There's something, like, unsettling about, like, the enormity of these weapons, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think it is so also resonative to the, like, the Miyazaki problem. Mm-hmm. Which is, these people like to draw very big guns and robots. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, But also, like, they are aware that they are horrible things. Right. Uh, like, uh, if you look at, look at, like, Toriyama, like, his drawing machines, like, even, like, his, somebody ever, like, sometimes draws a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a lot more, like, cartoonish and playful. Like, there's a sense of, like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh... Maybe less so with his guns, but like there's still like an element of like almost like an adventure serial. Yeah, everything Toriyama draws is very like rounded and like cute, even when it's really like detailed. Yes. Uh, while like Miyazaki and Hideaki Anno, which if like I had to like give Hideaki Anno a mentor, it's Miyazaki. Uh huh. Because they work together on a lot of films. I gotcha. And, like, even now they are, like, good friends. Okay. And he, like, studies under him, so. Mm. Uh, so, but, like, yeah, like, this episode is very ridiculous. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's good. And this one also just has a great, like, yeah, we're just gonna fucking sniper this giant diamond. Right. Uh, and hope it doesn't snipe us first. And there's just that moment of, like, Shiji going, well, what if I miss? And Ritsuko going, don't even think about that. Right, like, hey, 
Don't. And then he does. Of course he does. Well, it, it, like, it does something weird. Like, the, it... Yeah, the lasers, like, because it's shooting at them while they shoot at it, and, like, the lasers almost clash into each other, like, Dragon Ball style, but then it's, like, they're, like, magnetically repelling each other. Yeah, it's a kind of cool thing. It's a very cool-looking shot. Uh, but... Uh, uh, Ray is being the, uh, shield. Yeah. For them, which they just took, like, a space shuttle... Right, and it's just a big metal plate that she's gonna hold up like a shield. Like, yeah, this is just the heat shield from, uh, like, a spacecraft. Yeah. Which I think is a cool concept. Like, I like that a lot of the stuff is like, well, we have this, and we'll just kind of use this in this way that it's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And this also has a lot of that, like, the government bureaucracy of this whole thing. Right, because they have to, like, requisition this sniper rifle from, like, a weapons lab and all this stuff. It was something I kept on thinking about was, like, it's something that got, this is going to be the weirdest reference for this podcast, it's something that got brought up when that Sonic trailer came out, Of because there was a giant blackout in that trailer, and, like, oh, how many right, people yeah. died because of, like, in hospitals. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, like, anyone that needs electric, like... Hmm, sure hope Toji's sister wasn't on any kind of life support. Yeah, like, the way you can maybe think about that is, like, emergency services. Sure. Still had power, it's just, like, residential and retail. Yeah. And, like, some of the government stuff. Right. Like, that is probably the best way to think about that. Probably. Honestly, it wouldn't be out of line for this show to bring that up and then be like, listen... Either this many people die because we sap electricity for 12 hours, or everybody dies. Which would you rather? Yeah. Like, yeah, like like you said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it brought it up. Yeah, but, but it doesn't. doesn't, yeah. So I, I, I prefer not to think about it. <laughs> sure, fair enough. Uh, yeah, but the episode ends with uh, Ray having to, like, ejecting. Yeah, and, like, Shinji f- saves her the way his dad did, and they're, they're kind of friends now, kind of. And they do that bit where, like, Ray's like, I'm not sure what to do in this moment. He's like, oh, just smile, dummy. <laughs> yeah, and then she smiles, and, she smiles. and the episode ends. Yeah. I, I think I told you when we originally watched this, but there's a very good fan comic where she, like, smiles kind of creepily because she, like, doesn't know how to. And he's like, all right, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is episode seven, uh, Human Work. Brother. Brother. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, AK, also sometimes known as Jetta Load. Yeah, yeah. Which we kind of talked about already, but, you know. I, I, I just like it. It's no, a, yeah, let's, I mean, yeah, we should still get into it. I mean, yeah. Uh, this episode is, like, very much not focused on Shinji. No, yeah. This is very much Masato in sometimes Ritsuko episode. Yeah, and I guess it's probably noteworthy. This is the first time he's piloted the Eva without having to, like emotionally recover for the next three episodes. Yeah, like, this is probably, like... And part of why I said it was more shonen, even though it was less, like... Yeah, yeah. Action, or, like, there's still that government intrigue. Yeah. Is that, like, he just pirates the giant robot and it is okay. Well, it's something I'm gonna have to track it more in the back half. They seem to be building up an idea that, like, of the EVA pilot, Shinji is the best shot. 
Because anytime like a mission involves we gotta shoot the thing, it's Shinji's job to do the shooting. Uh, except at near the end, uh, where they have to shoot the. Oh, that's the, true. The the thing that like breaks Asuka's brain. Yeah, but also yeah. by that point, like they're like, no, we can't use. Yeah. Uh, unit one because of stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep a look on that. Like, I, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, I, I don't know if that'll be a thing or if I'm just reading more into it, but, like, when they're, like, in the Day Tokyo 3 stood still, it's, all right, we need to set this up so Shinji can take a shot at this thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but, like, Masato is, like, showing up for, like, a parent-teacher conference. Yeah. Or, like, something like that, and... Like, all the kids at school love her. Right. And Shinji's just like, eh, you guys... Like, no, don't. Please, please stop being horny for my alcoholic foster mom. And, like, Misato, please stop being horny for her. Yeah, because Misato definitely likes that all these teenage boys are into her. Yeah. Because, again, she's kind of a creep. <laughs> yeah. She, like... like she is posing for the camera. Yeah. Uh, like she did to Shinji in the first episode. Yeah. She's not like on the hood of a car, like. Yeah. What a fucking. W- That's such a weird. Yep. That like never really gets brought up. No. No, because the show just takes a left turn into Serious Town and like. It's never really addressed because she just has all the drama with uh, with Kaji. It brought up a little bit in, in, in Ava, like her being kind of yeah, like, just putting forward like, hey, the romance between these two is weird and creepy and right. sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, if there was a romance, like some people wanted, right? It'd be t- it's, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> like. It's hard to, like, ship anyone in this show. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're all just kind of broken people that don't like each other. Right. Like, I saw a fan art of, like, Ritsuko. I was looking for a screenshot. Of, like, a very specific one to, like, post. Uh-huh. And I was looking for, like, a, it was of Ritsuko. And I was looking through Ritsuko tag on Tumblr. And there was, like, fan art of her and Masato. I was gonna say, that's the only ship I can think of that, like, isn't awful. <laughs> But best definitely by the end of the show, they hate each other. Absolutely, yes. But, like, in these early episodes, I get where you would, you know... Yeah. Imagine them being romantic. Like, I mean, like, obviously, like, Kaji and Masato, like, ends up pretty okay. Other, you know, until he dies. I mean, like, like, of course. But, like, if you drew fan art of them being, like, a cute couple, I would be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, like, tons of details about, like, the back half of their relationship, but, like... I also feel like Misato has a lot of weird hang-ups about him. Yeah. In a way that it's not, like, just a fun ship. Like, there's a lot of emotional baggage involved. Well, I mean, but you could also say that with, uh, Ritsuko and, uh, Misato. Yeah, that's true. Uh. But yeah, this, uh. They go to, like, this giant, like, I guess, like, unveiling of Jet Alone. Yeah. And they're the only two people from Nerve on this giant table. It's very funny. Yeah, and you can see, like, the whole crowd in the ballroom is, like, avoiding being near their table. Yeah. Yeah. And this <laughs> dude that's in charge of the Jet Alone project is just roasting uh, Nerve up on the stage. 
Yeah, like, and at first, like, Mas- like he's like, oh, if you have any questions, and, like, Masato, like, uh, Risco raises her hand, and at first it seems like he's being a bit shitty, with, like, maybe a bit shitty, but, like, oh, yeah. you're the impressive uh, Risco Akagi, I'm so glad that you could join us. Right. And, then, like, it becomes very obvious that, like, oh, no, he thinks the Ava Partridge is a joke. Yeah, he says, he's referring to, like, when the Ava go- went berserk against uh, the first angel. He calls it a hysterical woman, which... yeah. Is it I real? Tr- That's an interesting to loaded term, huh? Yeah, I messaged that at you. <laughs> you sure did, yeah. Cause and I was like, forgot about this one. Shitty, terrible thing for him to say. It is a woman, though, huh? Yeah. I... It, that That is one of those ones like we were talking about earlier, like the discourse of Evangelion of like wanting to have his cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. I think that may be a case, but also I think... If I had to defend it, yeah, what I would go with is it's not less of like a man or a woman kind of thing. It is just like this is base human. I think that's definitely a major part of it. But the other part of it too is just it is a fifty foot like dramatization of Shinji's like mommy complex. Yeah, people either have mommy complexes or daddy complexes, complexes. or both, or wifey complexes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't really know what Gendo's deal with his parents is, but... Right. He did change his given name, so... Mm-hmm. But also, Rokobunga's a dumb name. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds dumb. Uh, but yeah, so Jetalone goes berserk, and uh, Masato has to, like, leap into action to try and disable it. She gets Shinji to, like restrain it for her while she like breaks into it to try and hack it there's a very good and it's implied earlier on that like someone yeah that someone has hacked into jet alone to like sabotage it yeah we've seen gendo on the phone he's talking to kaji but we don't know that yet yeah like kaji seems to come across as like they're like basically their spy who like hack shit yeah he's like their fixer yeah uh which I kind of want a side story of just that. Oh, that'd be a good spinoff. Like, they do a bunch of Evangelion spinoffs. Like, one that's focused on Kaji might be fun. That would be cool, yeah. But, yeah, like, <laughs> Masato is, like, in the Jet Alone, like, reactor I, trying to fix it. Yeah, go ahead. I wrote down one line that I very much liked from her, which was, like, they're like, oh, we don't know if we can get, like, we can't say that you can go in and mess with the Jet Alone. Like, mm. our government and our... Uh, like backers won't allow it. Yeah. Uh, and so like, what's the? And she's like, okay, like then what's the chance of it like just stopping on its own? And they like, it's like a point like oh 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 five percent that like it'll just stop on like that like it's internal core will fail without a disaster. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, well, acts of men are better than acts of God. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like she's like, they're like you can, and she's like, well, get like get the person on the line who can, and right? Tell them like to do it. It's like that bit from the movie uh, Zodiac, where it's just ping ponging around to different people. Like, oh no, to get my permission, first you got to submit a form to this person. Oh, what? Also, no, he told you what? No, you need to talk to this department. Also, very Shin Godzilla. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like the, a large part of Shin Godzilla is the government bureaucracy to like. We need to defeat this giant lizard monster that's destroying a city. Uh huh. But we can't because. Yeah. Or, like, help people who have been 
displaced from this destroyed city, but can't because of this government stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which a lot of people have read as very like, well, we could get into that. Like, people sure. have read that movie, like, have read that movie in a lot of weird ways. I don't really agree with. Like, like it's super right wing or something. Like, oh, get all this yeah. government red tape out of the way and just let people yeah. do whatever the fuck they want, and then we'll stop Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it is more like you have to read that in a direct like. This was a movie made after the uh, earthquake and like the horrible right response for the earthquake. Yeah. And then just be like, hey, be better about like being good to humans. Yeah, yeah. I think is the better way to take that, which is seems to be his general theme. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah, she goes in there and like hacks it. And then, well, I think she tries to hack it and can't. So she right, just, like, and then she like tries to manually fix it, and then all of a sudden it just fixes itself for no reason. Yes, and she realizes that the whole thing was just like a trick by nerd. It was a it was a human work. Yeah, brother. She thought it was a human shoot. <laughs> I'm gonna kill everyone. <laughs> and like, also just appreciate Shinji go like trying to, like, stop this thing by just getting in front of it and, like, trying to hold it. Yeah, and then, like, it starts, like, like, steam starts shooting out of it, and he's, like, plugging it with his robot fingers. Yeah, and, like, I think it, like, starts, like, making a giant noise, he's, like, going, stop yelling! <laughs> that's that's kind of where that episode leaves off. Yeah, then we got, uh, episode eight, Asuka Strikes. Yeah. Oh. We've got Asuka. It's got Asuka. Now just three episodes of fun Asuka times. Yep, nothing bad will happen now. Nothing bad will happen now. We know it's a fun episode because it opens with a teenage girl's dress flying up so she can flash everybody. And then a dude exposing his junk to someone. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. The ship is named Over the Rainbow. I missed that. Yeah. I like like this grumpy naval captain. He's great. Uh, this episode also includes one of my favorite jokes of all Evangelion. Yeah. Which is when he pulls, holds up Masato's ID. Yeah. And then drops it to, like, reveal, like, her having the same pose, but, like, happy instead of, like, on the ID, she just looks fucking miserable. Oh. Uh, and also she has, like, blacked out her age and, like, weight. (laughs) But yeah, so Asuka is the second children from Germany. Yeah, uh, she's, she's half German, half Japanese. Yeah. And she is being delivered to Nerve along with Eva Unit 2 so that she can help fight the angels. Yeah, like, and which, because all of the angels seem to be attacking one spot. Weird. Weird. Weird how that is. Well, actually, okay, hmm. The, now, the answer to this question is because that's how it needs to be for the show to work. But, like, in this episode, the angels attack the aircraft carriers because Adam is on board. Why are they normally... I guess they just also want Lilith? Yeah. I guess they're just like, I don't know, fucking attack, I want, we want them both. And from what we eventually get with Karu, he thinks that Lilith is Adam. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, the way you could kind of see it is, like, those are both giant, like, power sources. Right. Like, not actually, but, like... If you were in Dragon Ball, like, they'd be huge power levels. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, there's a huge power level, like, nearby. 
What the fuck is that? Just you would think that you'd be hearing like, oh yeah, Asuka's also been fighting angels off in Germany because they keep attacking us there for some reason too. Weird. Yeah. Weird Uh, how they stop attacking when she leaves. But yeah, instead it's just this is the first time they notice Adam because it's the first time the show has made Adam a thing. Yeah. Uh, but oh, man, the Adam reveal will be at the end of this fucking episode. Oh, it's really good. Rikaji just opens up a briefcase and it's just like a weird little fetal lizard in amber. And yeah, and Gino calls it the first human, and you're like, "What? Excuse me?" <laughs> uh, but this episode is just all Oscar being like introducing her character and her just kind of being like very confident of herself, but shitty. Here's the thing: Oscar's the shonen hero that everyone wants Shinji to be. Yes. This is this is the character archetype that he's supposed to be living up to. Yeah, and like it's insufferable. Yeah. And yeah, and she resents him for not being that. And we see like why she's doing like why she is how she is later. Right. But like her, the way she is dealing with her trauma is to be like no, I'm going to be the best then. I'm going to make it so that no one could ever hurt me again. Exactly. Well, Shinji is like, I've been hurt so much, like, what does it matter if I'm hurt again? Right. Or more like, I'm just going to run away from being hurt. And when I can't run away, I, I could just, I'll just take it because fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is also another big case of girl Shinji. Right, because Asuka makes him wear one of her plug suits, which is... It's weird because there's like form fitting. We see them like slurp onto their bodies, and yet the the female it's, it's plug got, it's got boob armor. <laughs> the female plug suits have boob armor. Yeah. Uh, one of my least favorite parts of the rebuild involves something like that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let, let, I just it's the part I do not like. All right. Well, we'll get to it soon. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really like. I think the fight they have is cool, like, the underwater, like, they can barely move. Yeah. It's neat watching them jump from, like, aircraft carrier to aircraft carrier. There was a part of it that's like, these boats should just be sinking when they jump onto them. But, like, you know, that's that's yeah. nitpicky. It, like, yeah, it, it's it's real cool. It's it's very neat. Uh, and I do like that, like, at the end, like, it does the cool pose on, like, the ship and then just collapses because it's out of power. Yeah. That's a very good moment. Yeah, I like how uh, the tarp it was under turns into, like, a cool cloak. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, and, like, really one of my favorite things about Eden Gallion is just Kaji being the biggest shit heel. <laughs> He's, like, such a lovable asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, oh, man, I will get to it, but, like, there's something... I, I just realized that there's something kind of interesting with... Like, how Kaji and Misato mirror each other, because he also at one point hits on Shinji. Oh, wait, does he? Yeah. What, what, when does that happen? It's, like, later on in the in the show, but, like, he... Oh, okay, it doesn't happen yet? Yeah. Okay. I'll... He, like, they're, like, having a drink, drinks by, like, a, uh, soda-like machine. Mm. I think, like, is this maybe just a rebuild thing? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it happens in the show, though. I don't remember it, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But he, like, makes a, like, a comment of, like, oh, like, you know, who says, like, 
he like like kind of hits on him a bit and Shinji goes like Kaji I'm a boy ah okay and it's like one of the like like few moments of like sarcastic Shinji ah which just also then plays into like he ends up like his burgeoning like ah fuck I'm into dudes right yeah yeah yeah, I thought you, where you were going was he's kind of a mirror to Masato because he's just doing to Asuka what Masato does to Shinji. Which is also kind of true. Uh-huh. Although, we see, again, later on the show, like, but it's a flashback to, like, more around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is, like, way more forward about, like, no, let's do this. Right. And he is like, no. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We don't see much of their relationship. We don't see any of their relationship before they show up here. But, like, I can easily imagine a situation where maybe she got a cool headshot of him <laughs> along with her papers to come join Nerve. Yeah. And, like, like he kind of started doing the same act that Masato does and then realized, oh, oh, God, no, she's going to take me. I need to back off. Yeah. Like, no, like, she is way too serious about this. Yeah. Like, while Shinji is kind of too scared to do anything about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this... Uh... It's like I kind of pointed out to you, I think, long after we watched the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit in episode two where, like... It's kind of like a joke bit where, like... Asuka, uh, Masato is, like, grabbing, like, Shinji's hand, uh, head and, like... She's, like, chastising him for some reason. Uh-huh. But, like, she's, like... Trying to like slam his head into like the table, like has like a kind of joke, mm-hmm. or like just like rub his hair kind of aggressively, right? Uh, and it's the same pose and shot of the angel holding up the Ava. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that Adam reveal. That Adam reveal is good. It's uh, just a really great moment. They take so long to circle back to it too, because like. This was one of the, I, I watched this episode with our commentary just to, like, get a semblance of what we were talking about uh-huh. around this time. And, like, maybe, like, make sure I wasn't repeating too many things and also, sure. like, maybe comment on it like I'd... And you're like, yeah, no, they had talked about the Human Instrumentality Project in a long time. And right. then, like, the end of the episode, like, name drops that again. Yeah, yeah. Because it comes up in, like, episode two and then not again until now. And also in the opening credits. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, the opening credits have, like, so many things from the show and the movie. Yeah, like, absolute terror field. Uh, it has a, uh... Like, it has a moment where you see the fetal Adam. Oh, does it? Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, it opens on, like, the Tree of Life thing that doesn't show up until the movie. Yeah, or or the Ava with wings, which doesn't show up until the movie. Right. Uh... It's weird to think that this was all, like, planned in advance, just because that's how so many things don't work. I don't know how much of it is. I think they had at least a plot outline written down. I think he had a plot outline, and I think he had images that he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, episode nine is both of you. Dance like you want to win. Dance like you want to win, dang it. Which, I've seen some people refer to this as, like, oh, this is actually the secret best David Gillian episode. If you're there for fun robot times, then yeah, sure. Yeah, and also I think if you don't like what Evangelion becomes, like not even as like fun robot times, but like right. if you if you don't like Evangelion very much, this is a great episode of Evangelion for you. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. And like 
It's, it's just a weird thing, because, like, I also very much like this episode. Yeah, it's a fun episode. I like it, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just... Asuka, like, Asuka moves in with him. And yeah. He's already, like, the biggest asshole. <laughs> right, because they have to... There's, a, like, a Gemini angel that they have to attack in perfect synchronization in order to kill it. Yeah. So they gotta play because, DDR for a week straight. It's like, uh, Twister DDR. Yeah. Uh, but first they, like, try to, like, fight it, both Asuka and Shinji, they are, like, totally out of sync. Yeah. And they end up getting their heads, like, drilled into the, one into the ocean and one into, like, the, a farm. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, like, both, like, it's definitely the most, like, cartoony of any of these episodes. For sure. Yeah, it almost, almost to the point where it breaks, like, the internal logic of the show. Yeah, because, like, every, like, they're like, oh, we're the laughing stock of the world now. Right, like, when you have episode two take, like, five minutes to show them meticulously, like, picking up pieces of the Eva's armor, then having an episode where it just got its head stuck in the ground like a cartoon character is, like, a little... It's not the same, like, level of believability. Yeah. And, like, they still, like, show, like, okay, here's how we're getting them out, and, like, here's how... Right. this giant flotation ring in case an Ava ever went underwater to get it out. Yeah, and it's... Ultimately, this is a fun enough episode that, like, it doesn't matter that much, but yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, when Asuka moves in, she's like, oh yeah, like, you know, you're the old shit, I'm the new hotness. Right. And then, like, immediately like, starts insulting Japanese bedrooms. Right, what... It's a thing, <laughs> because... Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure does a lot of this, too. Like, Japan really, like, seems to not care for the way that, uh, Westerners, like, like, consider their bedrooms. Yeah. Because JoJo's also has a whole thing where, like, an American guy comes to Japan and is like, Ah, why do you people sleep on the floor? Why can't I get a nice cup of coffee around here? I can only get tea. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's fucking annoying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's, like, opening and close. I just, there's a good gag of, like, her opening and closing the door, like, and you're like, oh, like, do Japanese people not have a sense of, any sense of privacy? Like, uh, like, you know, like, these doors, like, don't have locks on them. And, like, as she's opening and closing it, like, Masato just appears behind her at one point. Yeah. And she's like, well, actually, it means we have more privacy, because we, we, even though there's no locks, we just don't go in. Right. Uh... Well, it's also good because she's whining about the lack of, like, privacy when she's just moved into the Shinji's house without telling oh, him. Yeah, like, like, it's... And, like, thrown all of his things out of his bedroom. Like, put them all in a box. Yeah. Including the sign that says, like, Shinji's room. Yeah. Which, like, I remember, like, I think Masato bought him back in an early episode. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, because in, like, the first episode where he moves in, it's, like, a paper note on the door. And then the next time you see it, it's, like, a little plastic heart with his name on it. Yeah, which he did not buy. No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, they play uh, such, uh, Twister DDR like while all their friends watch. Right. Like Oscar has become friends with uh, the the class president girl. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this also the episode where there's the creeper shots? Uh, which creeper shots? You gotta be more specific. Yeah. The. Uh, Toji Ida ones. Maybe? Maybe. Uh, Yeah, like, there's just a series of, like, 
open. It, yeah, I think it is because this is after Oscar. It's the oh, episode after. Oh, like the the they're talking about how much they hate Oscar while they're looking at like a roll of film of all the pictures they've taken of her. So that they're selling. God. Including the ones of her in the like classroom changing for Jim. Yeah. Fucking. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Again, <laughs> the show just. I get it. I get that it's trying to say something, but like maybe, maybe that doesn't need to be said. Maybe we understand that it's bad, <laughs> and you should just be better instead of making fun of it. Uh, there, like Shinji is like me, like what are you guys doing? Yeah, like both because like what you're obsessed with this girl that you fucking hate, and like you know is bad. Yeah. And two, why are you taking these fucking creepy ass photos and selling them? Yeah. This also uh, seems like a, a big episode for, like, the, the trans reading of this, because when it, the friends all come while they're doing DDR, like, Shinji is in, like, a dance leotard yeah. that matches Asuka's, and they are horrified and disgusted that he's wearing something a woman would wear. Yes. Uh, and also, like, every time that, like, it happened in Ray 1, it happens in this one, like, anytime like, Shinji is, like, not gung-ho to, like leer at girls or be like yeah. yeah like you get to live with the one like this like a hot older woman or like hey like you get to work with ray she's like she's cute like yeah yeah yeah. and he's like oh no not really they're like they're they're so close to saying like what are you gay yeah yeah which yes yeah like i i feel like it is definitely like there is a point being made like he is definitely like sexually attracted to women oh yeah for sure but like it probably means something that, like, his first, like, ro- like closest thing to a romantic relationship is with a man. Right. Or you know, with someone supposedly his own age. Like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if we believe, like, from what we understand, like, and again, jumping ahead. Right. Karu is the same age as Shinji, but also he's, like, an otherworldly creature. Right, and listen, yeah, we're talking about this now. I'm sure we'll get into it more next time. How sincere do you think Kaoru is? That's a, there's a lot to get in, I think, on that Because I feel like there, there's two options. One is that he is just playing Shinji, and the other is that, like, whatever, like, otherworldly forces making the angels made a boy that loves Shinji to make Shinji kill him. I, I think my reading of it was that... Kara was sent with that, like, as his mission. Yeah. And, but, like, the, the match became real, like, at some point. Like, he... Uh-huh. Like, he ended up, like, whether... Be, because it was, like, part of his DNA, like, part of his, like... Right. What he was made for, or whether it was, like, genuine. Yeah. Like, which, you know, at some point, like, it's hard to just differentiate that. Right. Like, if we're not, like, actually investigating, like, what made the angels, which they're not interested in doing... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, finish your point. Uh, like, I, I think that, like, it became real to him at some point that he, like, doing this would really suck for me because I do like you. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think depending on also what version you're watching. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, e- even looking at the movie, I think that Karu cares about Shinji. Sure. Even if it is, like, a weird brain version of Karu. Don't know what that means. We'll find out. <laughs> no, like, not like, not like the rebuild movies. Oh, 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 oh! I thought, okay, gotcha. Forgot he was in the movie. Yeah, he's 
the only time she appears calm in that movie is when Carter holds him. Right, right. That's that's familiar now. Um, I uh, will say, like, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, there's a good like, yeah, I forgot. It's like on a forum or like on fucking fortune or like a Reddit thread or something. Sure. Uh, but someone was like made a post like on an Ava form and was like. Hey, why does like Shinji freak out when he sees the giant ray, but doesn't freak out when he sees Karu, like the giant Karu? Uh huh. With like him, like with the ray, like hanging off of its body. Yeah. And, like all the replies were because Shinji's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. After we finished the podcast, I did like just out of curiosity go look stuff up about like deeper evil lore. Yeah. Which, I don't know how much of that you, like, are familiar with. I have, like, not read all of the manga or all of, like, the offshoots or, like, I've I've looked into a lot of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like... I, I, I probably done the same amount of research you did. Yeah, which was read, like, three Wikipedia pages. Uh, maybe a bit more than this. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like there's some ancient race. It's like a panspermia thing where, like, the angels are, like, seeds they send to planets... But Earth is weird because it got two angels. It got Adam and Lilith, and, like, that's the whole thing. It's dumb. Who cares? Yeah, like, I, I think there's a reason why, they, if that is real, they didn't put that in the show. Right, like, I can imagine that's in a series Bible somewhere, or was, you know, in the 90s, yeah. and they just, like, yeah, but none of that matters. Yeah. Like, we know that, but we don't need to explain it. Yeah. And, like, for, like, the actual, like, how everything works in Evangelion, I don't need a full explanation of, like... And this, like, oh, and this is how this happened. Right, because, like, based on that stuff, my understanding is that, like, Lilith landed first, and then Adam got here and killed Lilith, but it turned him into the little lizard fetus. And, like, so Lilith managed to give birth to humans, and, like, actually Lilith is the first human, and all the mm-hmm. angels are children of Adam. But then, like, is Adam just plotting from inside that amber to send it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense, and who cares? Yeah, like... Like, I think at... Uh, in, I think, the next episode... Yeah. No, no, not, not, no that's Magnum Diver. Uh, in episode after that, like... Shinji asks, like, hey, why are we fighting the angels? And right. Asuka just goes, because they're attacking us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting, too. Like, I wonder... They keep saying, oh, well, the human race will be extinct if the angels win. I wonder what would happen if the angels just got to Lilith. I, I From what I gather, it's like some third impact shit. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they just want Lilith back. That's that maybe, like, possible. Maybe all the stuff about it being like an existential threat to humanity is just Sele really wanting to finish instrumentality. That's entirely possible. Yeah, who knows? Although Karu does say, like, if I return to Lilith, you will disappear. I did forget that an angel does make it to Lilith. Or, like, is just about to make it to Lilith. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, they dance like... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't say exactly what's going to happen, but he kind of implies. Right. They dance like they want to win. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, a, it's a good ending sequence. It is a good ending sequence. You should probably talk about when they're, like, that night, too, and, like... Yeah. Okay, this is what I was saying. Shinji almost becomes a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which Where... is... Yeah. Yep, he, yep, 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 yep. Uh, like, 
so like Masato is out for the night for some reason. Right. So Asuka, they'd been like sharing a bed with like Masato sleeping between them. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, yeah, like brushing the like they were doing everything together. Right. Uh, and so like Asuka's like, cool, we don't have to do this anymore. Fuck, like I'm gonna go to my room and sleep. Fuck you. Right. This door is the wall of Jericho. <laughs> Which uh, I think you might have even said the entire point of the wall of Jericho is that it fell. Yeah, that's what that story's about. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Shinji is like, wakes up in the middle of the night because Asuka's gotten up, and instead of going back to her room, she just lays down next to him. Yeah, like, in in the spot that she would normally be in, like, if she did not move her bed. Right. Uh, but Masato isn't there now, and so, like, he... He's staring at her (sighs) breasts, and then he's leaning in closer and closer to kiss her. She is asleep. She is... She does fall asleep real fast. Like, I'm not... Okay, I want to be abundantly clear. I'm not defending Shinji. What he almost does is very bad, and I'm glad he doesn't do it. I don't understand what Asuka's doing in this scene. I... I... I kind of... Why I got it is, like, she kind of, like, went up to go to the bathroom. Right. But was, like, barely awake. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I think there are some people who can do that. I've heard from enough people that, like... Okay, fair enough. Because before it's clear that she's immediately fast asleep, it does seem like she's just suddenly wanting to lay down next to him, you know? Yeah. And he's about to kiss her, and then she starts crying. Right, and saying mama in her sleep, and he backs off. Yeah. And I think Uh, if you're trying to be charitable to Shinji, he is taking it as she is kind of inviting him to kiss her. And then he realizes that's not what's going on and stops. If you're taking the movie read of Shinji, he's a sex monster. And uh, the last shred of uh, conscience he has stops him before he does something bad. This this is a prelude into, like, what happens in the beginning of the movie. Right, yeah. Where he is now fully broken. Right, yeah. Next time he's in this position, he will not stop. Yeah. Uh, And in fact, it goes horribly more. Oh boy, does he! <laughs> um, because at the end of the episode, she goes like, uh, "I like I knew that you almost kissed me in my in your like in my when I was sleeping, pervert." Right, and he goes, "What? And no, goes, I didn't, though." And she's like, oh, and then she like freaks out because like she's like, "Wait, you were all, like you oh you really almost did that?" <laughs> and like I was just, like I was sleeping that entire night, but <laughs> yeah. Like, I was joking, but I guess you're a, a, a creep. Yeah. It's like, no, I almost, and they're like, not better. <laughs> right, it just ends with them arguing while, like, the nerve command's like, oh, they're embarrassing us again. And also because they have, like, their battery power's gone at the same time because they only had, like, the length of the song. Right, yeah, yeah. And so they're, like, falling on top of each other. Right. Uh, episode 10, Magma Diver. Magma Diver! Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, no notes on this episode. Not much to say about this one. It's very Monster of the Week. It's it's the most Monster of the Week. It is an Asuka-focused episode, but you do not get a lot of, like, Asuka, like, backstory. Is there... Is there any reason you couldn't skip this episode? Only the, uh, the fact that an angel dies. Sure. But you're gonna watch episode 14, so you'll know. Yeah. 
If, if you watch episode 14 and don't watch this episode, you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think... I guess you kind of start to see the, the start of Asuka uh, really hating Rey, but that comes through way more in the next episode, so like you're not yeah. missing much. Uh, like, it's just... And Asuka being, like, weirdly flirty and sexual with Shinji to get his goat. Right, and then he just gets nervous and clams up, and she's like, well, eh. Like, okay, yeah, then, you're, then. then you're no fun. Yeah. Which, th- that whole bit leads to the, like, the meanest Oscar line of all time, which is my favorite Oscar line. Uh, which one? It, it comes way later. Sure, sure, but... Uh, where she's like, I, I forgot that this is just... She says something similar in Japanese, but... Like the line in the, in the English dub is like, "Oh, what's like, what's the thing? Like, you don't want to kiss on the anniversary of your mom's death." <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and she's like, no, "Like, like she's like, he's like, shut up and pucker up." <laughs> in the English dub, which is very is another one of those like mm-hmm. taken out of context to like make on Twitter posts. Right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, did we skip the the very good uh, line that gets screenshotted on Twitter all the time, which is Oscar being like, "Oh, so you've already given up?" Yup. Yeah. No, that's uh, I think that's in that same episode. Oh, that would be day Tokyo Three stood still. It, it was in this run of episodes. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because it was okay, like they- there, there was like a school trip, and they couldn't, they can't go because you know yeah. an angel might attack. And she was like, Shinji's not mad about it, and she doesn't understand why he's not mad. She's like, no, I okay, kind of yeah, figured that would be it. Yeah, you're right. It's just a very funny bit out of context. And again, flies into like that Shinji is so depressed that he's like, nah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> right. right. What's, the, what's the point? At least outwardly, it's the most happy Shinji ever is. He's like, yep, I've given up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Magma Diver, not a lot to talk about. I don't think the volcano fight's really cool. It's not. Like, it's... I like... I, I, I kind of like the tension of, like, oh, those wires might snap. But... Okay, here's what breaks it for me, though. Because I think that's sort of interesting. But then they snap at the end, and Shinji, with none of all the heat protection stuff, just dives in and grabs her, and it's fine. And it's not treated as, like, the hugest moment. Like, why do they have, like, ten layers of insulation on Eva 2 if Eva 1 can just hop into the volcano? Yeah, and, like, they don't later play that up of, like, oh, I guess Eva 1's just better. Right, no. Like, because that's a big thing. It was, like, when uh, they introduced Eva 2 in Asuka, she's yeah. like, oh, this is the first real Eva. Right. Like, Eva Unit 0, that's obviously a test thing. Eva Unit 1 is, like, half-built. Yeah. Eva Unit 2... That's the real shit. Right. Uh, and also, Avia 2 has four eyes, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't have a lot to say about Magma Diver. There's not much to say. Episode 11. They took uh, 3 stood still. Yeah. Uh, I like this episode. It's a pretty good one, yeah. yeah. It, it's also very Monster of the Week, but it's, it's better than Magma Diver. Uh, and you get more interaction with the three children. Right, because a lot of it is them, you know, the power's gone out, they can't communicate with Nerve, uh, like, at all, and they're trying to get into Nerve and get to their Evas to fight the Angel. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it's it's just like, as I think we put it, it what inspired me to tweet this again, 
it's the uh, Asuka and Friska episode. Oh, very much so, yes. Because it's like, she's like, I'm the leader. This is her peak Friska. <laughs> yes. Uh, she is such peak Friska, like, yet, and she is, like, bossing Shinji around to do the physical tasks. Right, and she's like, I'm the leader, and then Ray is just like, all right, well, let's go this way. And she's like, no, I'm me. Me? Me? <laughs> or, like, just that great joke where, like, she, like, you don't see the angel for the majority of the episode. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. She opens it, and you finally see it's this giant, like, weird spider-looking thing covered in eyes. Yeah, uh-huh. And she, like, just immediately closed the door, and she's like, well, now that I've done recon on the monster, we can better, <laughs> or better equipped, uh, you destroy it when we get to Arthavis. <laughs> it's almost like a Looney Tunes joke. Yeah. Because, like, she closes it and is, like, looking, like, terrified. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to... Like Shinji and Ray, and they're just like both looking deadpan at her. Right. And she's like, and yeah, she like says that line. Uh, and then like meanwhile, we are learning a bit more about the Magi. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, we're getting more and more about the Magi in like each of these episodes until like the reveal at in, yeah uh, in thirteen. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, like there's a city council that people elect people to. That technically... Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, like, I, one of my notes is, like, still really weird that this is how the government works now. <laughs> yeah. The, like, uh, what's the, the, like, Gendo's right-hand man's name? Uh, Futsuki. Futsuki. Um, and just, just talking about how, oh, yeah, you know, there's just these three supercomputers, and they really run everything. The city council just does what they say. This is compatible with democracy. I think it's his exact line. I, I think I think he says it's comparable to democracy. Oh, okay. Uh, and like the Maya, who's like one of the bridge people, the uh, the one who kind of ends up in end of Ava being like the the heart of the like the the more pacifist one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is like, oh wow, that's so cool. And then like the other, the rock guy is like, you fucking like he 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 just says technophile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's all about like nerve trying to get their power back up because they figure out an angel didn't knock their power offline. They got sabotaged by like some human group. Yeah, and at some point you see like the Japanese like defense force, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, the angel, there's an angel coming. Oh, it's coming to Tokyo 3. Well, nothing we can do about it. So they just, like, yeah. sit back down and, like... <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like it, mm, on one hand, eh, nerve does suck, but, like, guys... Like, in episode one, like, they're like, no, we have to take control of this, and, like... Right. And, like, by episode 11, they're just like, yeah, yeah, no, they'll take care of it. Well, do you think it's, oh, they'll take care of it, or is, are they implying that they're the ones that sabotaged it, and they're just deliberately leaving Nerve defenseless so they don't have to deal with them anymore. I, I think you can be read both ways. Sure, sure. Uh, like, both them becoming complacent. Right. And then, like, well, like, we have screwed over Nerve now, so we'll just let that problem re- resolve it's itself. Like, How about that? Yeah. Nerve's getting attacked. Ain't that a shame? Anyway, what are we ordering for lunch? Jimmy uh, John's? Let's get Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's, like, a whole thing where, like, so, like, 
uh, Ritsko and, uh, like, Ritsko's the kind of, like, person in charge now. Right. Because Masato and Kaji are stuck in an elevator. Right, right, yeah. Which, we, we, I think we skipped it over earlier. There's an earlier episode where, like, it cuts to Kaji and Masato elevator. They're, like, making out. Like, about to have sex. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, she, like, gets to her floor. She, like, wipes herself out, like, you know, like, wipes herself down to, like, smooth out her, like, dress. Yeah. And goes, like, there's nothing between us. Right. <laughs> like, no, you can't do that. Like, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, this is a very good gag, this episode, where you're, like, you don't see this kind of but you just see something like, like, oh, hey, wait up. And she just, like, leads over the elevator and starts, like, hammering on the closed door button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, like, it's a very old joke, but I like the way they shoot it and animate it. Because, like, she just has this very blank face. Like, she's, like, not, like, right. no worry, no, like... Like, she's just staring into the up. middle distance, not, like, acknowledging him in her vision. And then, like, when he, like, b- gets there, like, to block the door, yeah. she just, like, immediately, like, pulls, like, a very, like, 80s anime face. of like, Rah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's also the goof with, uh... Like, it's very, it's apparently, like, very hot in Nerve because it's, there's no air conditioning now. Right, it's all stuffy. And so, like, they're like, oh, I wonder how Fitsuki and... Kendo are dealing with it. Right, they're sitting, it, they look so cool under the pressure. They're not giving in to the heat at all. Yeah, and then it cuts to, like, they're both have their, like, feet in water. Yeah. And then it, like, Kendo just goes, like, it's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, a weird moment of, like, levity from Gendo. Right, yeah, yeah. Who, like, as a character has never experienced that. No. And, like, never experienced it again. Nope. Like, unless you're talking about the comedic spinoffs. Right. But, yeah, so he... They, they decide to start, like, manually launching the Eva because they find out there's an angel attack. While and the like, kids are still trying to get there. And they just kind of assume, like, oh, the kids are coming here. Yeah. Which is true, but, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, they're coming. Right. Well, and I guess in their defense, like, listen, either they're coming and they need... they The robots need to be ready or they're not coming and we're fucked. Yeah, that's true. That's, like, a large part of the show is we're doing this because if we don't do this, we're fucked anyway, so might as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like we were saying earlier, they are having some conversations about, like, oh, what even are angels? Why do we fight them? And Asuka's like, shut up, nerd. Yeah, you like, she sees no reason to think of these things as, cre- as like, living creatures. Right. Which, to be fair, we have not had that reason yet, too. <laughs> yeah, other than the part where they're basically humans. Yeah. But, like, listen, they're not, like, cognizants, obviously. They never right. will be, so it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> something I did notice in a lot of these episodes, every time they're, like, in the Eva and something goes weird, or they fight an angel, everyone is like, oh, God, did mental contamination happen? Like, it's seeding what happens to Asuka from, like, episode two. Yeah. And, like, also with Asuka, like, in that moment, she is, like, at, like... 300% sync rate. Yeah. Oh, man, that whole fucking scene. That scene, like, it is not bloody. There's no, like, physical violence. It might be the most upsetting scene in the show. Oh, for sure. It is really rough to watch. 
The only other scene that it maybe matches that is the scene of her being torn, as the Ava two being torn apart. Oh, in the in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, both happened to Oscar. Right. Right. I I feel somewhat better about that one because she goes down swinging. She does go down swinging. Like swinging the hardest anyone has ever swinged the show. Right. Absolutely. Like, like, the whole thing ends with her going, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. Like, it's... But she's also sad. having, like, a nervous breakdown during that entire fight. Yeah, it's, like, both sad and, like, kind of badass. Yeah, I don't know, for me, like, the fact that it's badass on the surface just makes it sadder to me. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. oh, God, oh, jeez, this is horrible. Uh, but, yeah, yeah the, the Angels of Giant Spider... They get with acid tears. With acid tears that I hate to oh, look at. Oh, so gross. I hate looking at him. Fuck it, this it, angel. It's not just like, you see like the eye bubble. Yeah, it's really bad. I hate it. Weird that you hate that, Luke. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very sensitive about eye stuff. Yeah, I guess you mostly do mouth stuff. Well, or I'll do eye stuff with like, okay. If I'm like... Dr- Trying to make something fucked up looking. I might put eyes where eyes don't belong. Yeah. But violence to eyes, I really can't deal with. Have you ever seen that old Salvador Dali film? I don't think so. It, it's got a very, and I'm very sorry to do this to you. Okay. But I watched this in uh, film school and I hated it. All right. Uh, it's just, you know, it's Salvador Dali, so it's like a lot of like very like weird imagery. Sure. But there's just a scene where a razor blade, like, seemingly gets raked across someone's eyes and I was like, no! Mm. <laughs> Don't care for it, Ashley. And someone's like, no, you need to, like, watch it to understand the art. I'm like, no, it's someone doing fucked up shit I don't need to. <laughs> yep. Eyes and fingernails I don't do good with. Yeah, I know the fingernails. I hurt my finger when I was a little kid and the fingernail came off and I think that's just permanently, like, burned a real major aversion to fingernail violence into my head. I, I've also had that happen to me, and I'm yeah. fine with it. Well, sure. I, I'm like, like I, I'm like I getting squirmy in my seat just thinking about it. Yeah, like I don't like it, but like I can watch it. Yeah, I can't deal with it at all. No. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but like they they do a whole thing where they like are tossing the gun up, like because they can't launch, so they're just like right. in this hole that it is dripping acid into, just like fire the gun up at it. Which is the only time the gun, I think, works. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's... Something I kept thinking throughout this episode is, like... Or throughout watching all these episodes is that, like... I understand that the Evas can project AT fields to neutralize the Angel AT fields, and that makes them valuable. But, like... Seems like they could just sell this gun to the military, and they could just put it on a tank. Uh... Yeah, I mean, like, we don't see a lot of tanks in the show, like, other than, like, the ones at the beginning who are firing long distance. Right, but I'm saying, like, instead of, like, a cannon on those that don't work, like, these guns work on angels. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, I can justify it by, like, well, Sele's not really interested in saving people. Yeah. They're interested in defending Lilith. Yeah, a lot can be explained in this show, like, a lot of the little, like, nagging things can be explained by, like, well... This is all Sally doing this, and they just care about this one thing. Right. Uh, then we have uh, episode 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, don't make others suffer for your personal hatred. 
Yes. The value of miracles. We're, we get a little bit of Masato backstory. Yeah, which is that she was at the site of Second Impact. Right, her dad was like a researcher working there, and like, near the end she's talking to Shinji, and she had a very similar relationship to her dad that Shinji has with his. But like, she has kind of come out on the other side because he died saving her. Right. Of like, feeling like that she kind of likes him. Yeah. But like, still feels weird, like, you did kind of abandon me for the majority of my life. Right. I think it comes up in Magma Diver to begin with when they're at, like, the hot springs. And, like, Masato has a scar in between her breasts, and it's like, mm, again, like, could have put that scar anywhere on her. Could have been on her back. Yeah. Didn't have to be in the middle of her chest. No. Could have been on her stomach. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm remembering the, from fucking Winter Soldier, like, uh, Black Widow going, like, oh, I'm I have this, you know, horrible scar. Like, I can't wear a bikini anymore. And <laughs> Steve Rogers yeah. just going, yeah, I bet you look horrible with bikini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did one of the few times I think they play, like, Black Widow's, like, tragic backstory for comedy and it works. Right. Mostly it's just about her being a monster. Oh, yeah, she's a monster, Ashley. God. She's, she's a woman that does not bleed. God. <laughs> I got them together again. <laughs> uh, and also, I we forgot to mention in Jet Alone that like that's also when they reveal like, oh hey, an angel did second impact. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Which I I think you can guess. Right. Uh, but like it is like yeah like the most of the world does not know that it was an angel that did right. this. Well, and initially I didn't remember the specifics of second impact. When he's watching that movie early on, the dialogue is talking about how, like, something only a few millimeters in diameter struck the Earth. Wow. And I was thinking, like, wait, is it the Lancelongenus? Is that what it... But no, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, no, they just say, like, that a, a very, like, small meteor. They're like, oh, you couldn't see, but trust me, it happens. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Like, just hit at such a... Fast, you know. Yeah, nearly light speed, because rocks can do that. Yeah, it's just all, like, scientific mumbo-jumbo that, like, if you probably looked into for more than a bit... Right. You're going, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, but you see it, like, in all actuality, or in most actuality, like, in... I don't think I'm using the word right, but whatever. Sure. Uh, you see almost all of it with this, where it's, like, a giant, like, winged creature. Yeah. Which looks like the wings from the Ava mm-hmm. in the opening. Right. I do like that Masato on, like, ground level, you can't even tell their wings. They're just these two big pillars of light, because they're so big. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, like, just the whole feel of that section is great. And then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it cuts back to her, like... Because the, like, one of the ways you tell it's Masato, she has that, like shortened cross necklace. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, it cuts to her, like, putting on her bra, and she's got the huge scar and the necklace. Yep. Uh, and so, I think there's also when we learned that in the AT fields, the, the uh, Avos have them. Yeah, I think that came up back in episode two, but, like, everything gets seeded in episode two and then gets elaborated on later. Yeah, like, there's always, like... Because episode two is, like, a lot of, like, just, like, 
people saying things very fast and then explaining right. them later. Yeah, which I still yeah, think yeah. is a very good part of the show. Is they just fucking like go like, no, why would we explain this to you? What's cool about episode two is you can kind of watch the first two episodes of this show, and like, if you rewatch them and really paid close attention, you can get seventy percent of what you can get out of this show out of just those two episodes. Of uh, like, Ava's are you. Uh, biological there who's like AT fields uh, yeah like you could practically jump from episode 2 to episode 25 and like you'd be a little lost but not, I, I, not I, as lost as you'd think yeah I think the Ray part is important and you don't really get that from episode 1 that's true yeah, you don't get any of Ray's backstory uh and then, like, also, like, his relationship with, like, Asuka and Masato and... Oh, for... Yeah, listen, it wouldn't actually work, but... But, like, it, but like in just sheer, like, plot, you could yeah. probably... Like, if you... You could probably figure out a lot of stuff from that show. Those two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool, I think. I agree. Like, yeah, like, I like that they just say all of this bullshit. Like, AT Fields and... You know, the Human Instrumentality Project and all of this. And, yeah. like, no, all these characters know what we're talking about. And, like, Second Impact, and, like, no, all these characters know what we're talking about. Why would we tell you? Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, Second Impact, the thing that killed, like, <laughs> right. half the human race. Like, we don't need to elaborate on that. Yeah. Uh, but this episode has one of my favorite angels. Which is just... The dumb floppy pancake one that drops on you from space. Well, it's like it's, I'm just picturing like a boardroom of like people making angels. Like, all right, yeah, we got them. We they they beat the giant man array. They beat the cool uh, diamond that shoots lasers and has a drill. Like I'm, like I know we felt really confident about that one. We've, we've been getting and then like someone just gets up uh, and is like, listen, we've been getting more and more complicated with these. We need to go back and make it simple. Yeah, like listen, we we've lost. The purpose of what we're doing here among the weeds. One of these angel CEOs is just like at home. He's got just a bunch of like papers where he's scribbled ideas and like water up into paper. And he's just like got his head in his hands at his desk. And he looks over, and that movie from episode three is playing on the TV. And it's about a meteor that hit the Earth and killed everybody. He's like, oh, I got it. <laughs> what I thought you were gonna do is. Uh, like that, he's like flipping a pancake and it like falls. <laughs> yeah. And, like inspiration hits. Yeah. Because it is very pancakey. Yeah, it's like a stretched out pancake with a with an eyeball from the spider thing on it. Yeah, they, they've definitely like they're looking more like they're having more eyes on them to like almost make them look like in very like human eyes. Human eyes, but like also like a lot of the eyes in the spider one and kind of the one on this one. Almost look like, like hieroglyphic eyes or something. Like like what you get with Sele. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a it's a again very monster of the week. Yeah. Uh, like not really a lot of plot progression other than the Masato stuff. Yeah, technically you can blink and miss it, but this is them recovering the Lance of Longinus. Oh, is it? Yeah, when they're like in Antarctica and like soliloquizing about like. Oh, yeah. Earth like, and stuff, like, the Lancelogenus is on the deck of the boat, wrapped up in a tarp. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I like, that's that. why they went to Antarctica, it was to find the lands. Yeah, they went to Antarctica, and, okay, this was... I, I was kind of like... For these episodes, there's not that much going on. 
And right. so I was actually listening to our commentary to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, Antarctica, that's where the place where End of Evangelion takes place. Like, right, because it looks co- like the cover of End of Eva. Yeah, it's just, it turns out it's after, like, an impact happens somewhere. Right. It just, it, uh, no, actually, everywhere looks like Antarctica by the End of Eva. Yeah. Y'all came tumbling down. Tumbling down, tumbling down. But, like, th- this episode also has, like, maybe one of the saddest Shinji moments. Which, oh, where he's, like, trying to learn, why do I pilot the Eva? Oh, it's because my dad's nice to me if I do a good job. Yeah, and, like, sh- he, like he's like, can I talk to the pilot of uh, Unit 1? And he's like, you did well. Like, I'm looking at the, you know, report for today. You did well. And she just, like, looks the happiest he has, like, genuinely looked. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, a, like, no, buddy. Like, this ain't it. Yeah. Well, like, the, the main emotional conflict of this episode is that, Masa- like, Magi says that, well, this, ain't, this dumb pancake angel is gonna murder everybody. We need to just evacuate. And she's like, well, but I'm the boss here, so what if no? Yeah, like, I, I don't like that idea. Right, and Ritsuko, like, is resenting it because she thinks that, she doesn't think that, like, Masato's thinking straight, and she just wants to murder angels and yeah. not actually, like, win. And that's, Which, that's, don't let others suffer for your personal hatred, Misato. I, I think it's a good concept, but I don't know if it 100% works. I don't think it does. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's, I get what they're going for, but it's a weird, like, oh, like, you just want to destroy angels because, like, of, like, no, I want to destroy angels because, like, they destroy things. Yeah, we're all gonna die if it falls on the earth? Yeah. Where do you plan to evacuate to or this won't kill you? Like, not fast enough to, like, to not get fucked by that. Like, y- you understand that the thing about a meteor hitting the Earth and killing everyone, that's a lie we went with because it was very credible, right? Yeah, and this is a, like, biological meteor that is designed for that purpose. Yeah. But, yeah, I I don't know. This episode's, like, okay, but I like the stupid angel design enough that it bumps up in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got Lilliputian uh, Hitcher. Yeah. Like a angel invasion, which is this is the hacking angel, right? This is this is the most like, yeah, like sci-fi show angel, because this is also the most techno babble, right? Because the whole thing, this angel is like a bunch of microbes that like corrode through nerve, and then evolve, and like organize themselves into circuitry so that they can hack their computer systems. It has one of, like, the most try-hard, edgy lines from, I think, Gendo. Okay, yeah, which one? Which is, like, the end of evolution is death. (laughs) Right. Because it's like, oh, yeah, we just have to convince it to keep evolving until it dies out. Like, what? And they're, like, what they end up going with is, no, we'll just let it evolve, like, we'll just make it evolve until, like, it decides to coexist with us. Right. Uh, I don't know if this episode is also that great. No, it's got cool ideas. It's got cool ideas, and it's... The reveal of what the Magi are is still one of my favorites. Yeah, where she like, just pries that panel off, and there's just a human brain in that computer. And then she starts sticking needles into it, and she's like... And it's done so... Like, it's like, in, a, in a certain way, you could... It's, like, so cliche. Yeah. Like, I would see it on, like, a Star Trek or something. Right. You could say that the Magi really is... My mother! (laughs) (laughs) 
Which, I guess, I missed this the first time. That's not literally her mom's brain. That's like an artificial brain that her, like, brain got uploaded into or something. Yeah, I think it's... We definitely, uh... Definitely, like, read that as her brain, I think, originally. Yeah, I think we said, like, oh, they, like... She literally cut her brain into three pieces or something, which... I I think you said that. I probably did say that, yeah. Because you're like, wait, no, how does she have, like, who else... Like you, like you had a big theory. Like there must be other people whose braids were in the Magi because she, or she just right. Whereas this time I paid attention to the dialogue and heard them say that they imprinted her brain on an artificial brain. Yeah, I don't think we get the like the three like what the three Magi faces technically like are yet. Uh, yeah, we do. She says it's like it's her mom as a mother, her as a woman, and as a scientist. Yeah. I forgot if that was something that came later. Yeah. It, I'm sure they circle back to it as they get more into, like, you know, Ritsuko's mom and Ritsuko's relationship with Gendo and all that stuff. Man, Ritsuko's mom. Yeah, you just open up the computer and just, like, it's a bunch of techno notes and then just a note that says, like, fuck off, Gendo. Yeah. With, like, man, where he ends up. Gendo like, really sucks. Yeah. He's a bad man and I don't care for him. <laughs> God. Yeah. The big problem with this episode is it's a cool idea, but there's no way to visualize it other than just showing graphs turn red. Yeah. And that gets boring after a while. And meanwhile, the kids are just chilling out naked inside of, like, half-made Evas. Yeah, this is another, like, big naked children are funny. Yeah, well, because it's, all right. They don't really ever justify why they need to be naked for this test. Like, no. they, they toss something off, like, oh, we just... It's mostly, like, I don't know, it might be a fucked up thing. We want to check it out. Yeah, we want to see what happens. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, at least, like, just show them from the shoulders up. We know they're naked. You don't have to... You don't, need, you don't need full body shots of Asuka, like, covering her privates. No. It's not necessary, and I don't like it. No. It's bad. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, okay episode. All that says, an okay episode. An alright one. Uh, then we got, obviously, the most important episode, the real cha- turning point of the series. Fuck off. <laughs> Weaving a story. Sailing, Sailing the Throne of Souls. The Throne of Souls. I mean, with a name like that, can you blame me? No, also, I can't. I'm not totally wrong. No, you're not. That's the best part about it. It's just, you getting so excited... <laughs> like, oh, here we go, finally. And then the first half of this is a clip show. Yep. And the second half of it kind of is so, like... It, it's the show, like, hinting at what it's going to become. Right. But at that moment, is like, uh, this is nothing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first half, it's just a clip show. <laughs> I guess just set your podcast listener back to the beginning if you want our thoughts on it. Yeah, just I'm gonna play all of the last, like hour and a half but fast now uh, try two hours and a half oh yeah two hours and a half <laughs> yeah. well, we, we, talk, we talk some larger like elements that's true that's true um, but uh yeah so then it cuts to like the Sele board of directors or you know these do these guys have like a title like are they the, the something or are they just Sele they're, I think they're just Sele. I think yeah. I, you can look and find names for each of these dudes, but oh, it I'm does sure, not yeah. matter. I just know they have like a collective name other than Sele. But they're chewing out Gendo because of the last angel that 
attacked, and he's like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. I don't want no angel attack. You you didn't you didn't hear nothing. Yeah, like idiots. there's always like a large thing where it's like the rest of Sele really don't like Gendo, but he has like gotten to this point where he can he has like the most power. Yeah. And so they are always trying to like get him out of there. Right. Because they, well, I feel like they know he's trying to fuck them. Yeah, because, and he is partly trying to fuck them because, like, he knows that they are going to fuck him. Right. It's, everyone's just trying to fuck each other. The Evangelion story. (laughs) (laughs) In all all senses of the word. Yep. But, yeah, so he has, like, fabricated reports to, like, hide the fact that he let an angel attack Nerve and almost get to Central Dogma. Yeah. Which is like you several times and will not explain for a while yet. Yeah. He's like, listen, it's all fine. Everything is still playing out according to the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I was like, yes, that's a noble thing to say. <laughs> what a sentence to just drop on everybody. Uh, which, I remember that was another one that got you excited. Like, wait, the Dead Sea Scrolls? Excuse me? Uh, the what now? Huh? Uh, and then we get this long, weird like, sequence. Where Raid says her poetry from her high school English class. Yeah, she they're testing to see if they can uh, swap Shinji and Ray uh, and put them in each other's Evas. And it's got something to do with a dummy plug, which I kind of remember what the deal was with that, but not really. And uh, I, yeah, I remember what the deal was with that. I, like, it's related to when um, Toji becomes a pilot, right? Yeah, so... It, it's related to Toji and also the W-Rays and Karu. Yeah. Um, but, so... When Ray syncs up with Eva 01, she has this real weird, trippy experience where, like, she loses her sense of self and starts, like, soliloquizing about what herself even is. And... You have, like, this infinite, like, train of rays all asking, who am I? Which I kind of take just to be, like, she just synced up with a giant version of her own head, and it's this weird recursive relationship that, like, boggles her mind, kind of. Yeah, and also, like, there might be, like, traces of the other ray. Right, yeah. Well, so, okay. Wait, so no, even, okay. No. Even Zero that's... Zero is the original ray, right? Yes, I, I. That's what I'm guessing. And then zero one is based on Shinji's mom. Yes, and then zero okay. two is based on. Is Asuka's mom? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Ava four with Toji has a, has one. Which is maybe why a reason it gets taken over easier. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think in the manga version, his sister dies and she oh, gets put sure. in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but in this, her, I believe his sister survives. Sure. It's really just a Bionic Commando 2009 situation here, huh? Wife mech. <laughs> oh, that's uh, how we can get Molly to watch this sh- show. Ah, shit. <laughs> I was talking with Molly, and she was like, because he was like looking over my shoulder watching some of the episodes. Yeah. And she was like, the only thing I know about Ava is that you and Luke said I would hate it, and Jackson said I would like it. <laughs> I mean, I suspect she would not like it, but I mean, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but she was like, also, then she said, I think Jackson thinks I'm much smarter than I am. <laughs> I don't know if you need to be smart for this show. There's a penguin in it. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, to not try to sound like an asshole. Yeah. There are, like, definitely things where you have to, like, really, like, go out of your way to connect some things. and Yeah, there are points, like we were saying earlier, where, like... It does not always spell out what it's saying or like here's a millisecond long like shot of something very important. Yeah. That you'll probably need to rewind and pause to really figure out what the fuck's going on. Most of the time they usually will state that at the by the end of the show. That is true, yeah. But like, okay, to to put myself out as a dumbass. Uh when we were watching this show for the first time, I think it's twenty five when like Shinji is mind melding with uh, Masato and is like seeing her have sex with Kaji. Yeah. That is clearly what that scene is conveying. I did not understand that at all until you explained it. I, it it's also like help that is helped by me because with the much more explicit version, haha, of that in the movie. Sure, yeah. Cause it's just like in the in the show, it's just Cutting to his face, cutting to, like, the fan that was in the sex scene they have. Yeah. And, and so then, you're like, just supposed to recognize that fan and realize what he's looking at. And, like, he says something to, like, uh, like, like, does Masato really do this? And she's like, well, you know, like, well, of course I do. I'm an adult. Right. And then Masato is saying, like, hey, wait, I don't want to show Shinji this. Stop showing Shinji this. Yeah. I was like, well, what wouldn't you want to show him? Oh, I get it. Yeah. But I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, th- th- listen, the show... Surprise, surprise, even Gun can be so obtuse sometimes. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, but with unit, when Shinji's in Unit Zero, it just goes berserk. Right, yeah. And it starts, like, trying to attack the control room like it did before. Uh, and it's just, like, headbutting it over and over again. Yeah. Until they manage to shut it down. And, like... Everyone's confused about what happened. They and think it's attacking Ray, and Ritsuko's like, nah, it was definitely attacking me. Yeah. On account of I murdered it once. Yes. Well, no, she did it. Did she not? Oh, is it her mom? It's her mom. Okay, okay. Her mom murders the Ray, and then, like, freaks the fuck out, and they commit suicide, which... Gotcha. Also, you, it is sometimes implied that Gendo, at least, like... If did not orchestrate, like, Ray doing that, orchestrated mm. her suicide. Sure. Because it's just her, like, jumping from, uh, like, the top of the tower and their little, like, bridge. Right. Onto one of the Magi, and she just... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but, so, and then, oh, right. She, she could have easily been pushed. Right, exactly, yeah. And then... Does it, it, it was just the last scene with Gendo and, uh, Kaji? Yeah. yeah. Or is it Kaji, or is it, um... I thought it was Fusuke. It might be Fusuke, yeah. Uh, where they're talking about the Lance of Longinus, which they recovered in the last episode. Uh, and then you just see Ray dragging it, like, through... Yeah, through some uh, mysterious hallway that's Eva-sized. Yeah, that we later... I think we learned his terminal dogma. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is just a great ending to that little... Right, yeah, because you take it down there to, like, impale Lilith with... Yes. To, I don't remember to what end? 
I think it's the stuff. Like, uh, Lilith like was originally like much smaller, but it's starting to grow at a uh, okay exponential rate that it is like it it, it is becoming a problem I that gotcha. it, it could activate on its own. Sure. And so they use the lysologist to stop it, and then when they have to take the lysologist out, it starts looking more like Ray. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts, like, growing the little legs that, it, like, right. Ray faces. Man, that scene where this Ray dies is real fucked up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> With, like, the halo worm thing that, like, infects her and just starts growing Ray, like, polyps all over her. Uh, that also, the Ray polyps only, like, I think happened to Shinji. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 you're right. She it's just, real like, upsetting. Yeah, like, it's, it maybe is, like, the worst physical thing that happens to Shinji. Yeah. Uh, like, she just gets, like, her veins, like, get brought to, like, her, like, the forefront. Mm-hmm. And then she blows herself up, and then the angel turns into her for a second, and then it explodes. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that whole, that is maybe the most body horror this show gets. Yeah, yeah, other than some stuff in the movie, maybe? Yeah, like, I, I specifically said the show, because yeah, yeah. also I've said the show and explained in the movie that before, so whatever. The whole, yeah, like, po- yeah, the people popping into LCL is pretty fucked up. I, I was gonna say the the mass production unit having the Ray faces, including the one that had missing half of its face. Yeah, or the giant Ray like getting her head bisected. Yeah, there's a lot of messed up imagery in that movie. There's a lot of good, also just good imagery in that movie. Yeah, like, it's not even like before it gets bisected, like it. It's, like, neck falling, like, off. Yeah. And just, like, seeing, like, the skin, like, the muscles. It's, like, it's so gross, but, like, also, like, oh, man, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. At least that's how I see it. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about the whole first half of Evangelion. Yeah, listen, I guess we're only going to do three-hour episodes now. <laughs> Great. Lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> we have some questions, right? Yeah, we do, uh... They're, uh, they're just kind of general Ava questions for okay. the most part. Sure. Uh, it would have been smart if I had them ready. That would have been smart. But we were talking so much about Ava, I just eventually kind of tabbed away from that at some point. Great. I might have them now. Okay, good. Uh, from at Dormingu, what's the most notable difference between how you watched it the first time and watching it now? This is mostly for you, I'm guessing. Sure, yeah. I'm trying to think... I think noticing just small little things. Yeah, noticing small things, knowing where stuff is going, and either seeing, like, oh, wow, it's interesting that, like, it kind of felt like it was going by the seat of its pants, but you can see bits of foreshadowing from the beginning. Or... Like, like even just, like, the lines of logic just being in that episode before it is introduced fully. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, just being able to, like, not... Because I'm not having to sit there and, like, process what I'm seeing, I can just kind of take it in more. And, like, seeing it as, like, how does this fit into the larger work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from at Pinmon, uh, do you ever get into fanfics? Uh, what's the most pointless, tenuous crossover you can think of? Hmm. I never really got into fanfics. I'm not a huge fanfic person, yeah. I, I'm hit or miss on fanfics by, by a large margin. Yeah, I've, I've never been a big fanfic reader. I've, I've only ever written Super Mario fanfiction. Good job. 
Uh, <laughs> I think I've talked about that on like Totally Reprised before. Yeah, I think you have. Uh, one of the <laughs> largest Evangelion fanfic crossovers I know is in Warhammer. Okay, I yeah, okay. Which, I don't know, I found that weird. Yeah. Let, oh, okay, let me throw this crossover idea at you. Evangelion with Bayonetta. Yeah, Who better like that. to yeah. help these kids fight these angels? Yeah, that a witch who specializes in fighting angels. Yeah, that's that's true. She's she's horny and she fights angels. She's everything Evangelion is. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that oh, she's <laughs> weird hangups about her mom. She's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and her dad. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> uh, one of the weird like. The things I find even weirder than the crossovers are just, like, the the spinoffs where it's like, oh, it's Evangelion, but it's happy now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, like, not even, like, a you've missed the point of this. It's just like, oh, man, right. this is just weird to see. That kind of thing is always, like, I went and I totally get that impulse. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I've always had a hard time with that kind of thing because it's like, well, no. The whole point of it is that it's not happy. Like, what? I can go... Gurren Lagann's right there. I can go watch that if I want a happy one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of official Gundam and even going crossovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen any of those? I have not seen very much Gundam, period. Oh, not Gundam. Even going Godzilla. Oh, I think I've... I might have seen some, like, some bits and pieces of it. Uh, including there is an action figure... Uh, that uh. has, like, the Evangelion, every unit one and every unit two, but they're, like, all, they've got Godzilla pieces in them. Oh, okay, yeah, that does sound familiar. Uh, and there is apparently going to be a, uh, theme park ride where the Evangelions are sent to take out I Godzilla. I can't think of a property worse suited to a theme park ride than Neon Genesis Evangelion. It had a whole, like, theme park kind of thing. That's... That's ridiculous. Where you could, like, oh, I'm, here, I'm taking a photo of the plugs, and, like, the plug, the entry plug. No! <laughs> Listen, like, even capitalism hit Evangelion hard. No, I know it did. Uh, you can... I'm just gonna send you this picture of... You can sit... Stand in the elevator uh, that Asuka and Shinji are in. Oh, God. I actually literally just send you this whole article. Just, just go stand in this elevator for the length of that one still shot. Just a water park where all the water is dyed orange. <laughs> God, uh, that's gross. <laughs> it, it, I guess theme park maybe is not the right word. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like... It looks like a building about the size of like a laser tag place. Yeah, and it is like... It has all this kind of stuff about it that like, oh, here is, you know. Right. Uh, uh, like a big thing of uh Okay, yeah, this makes way more sense. <laughs> you can uh pose in like fake next to Karu. Yeah. Which is still a little weird. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, listen. Uh, where's that even going Godzilla ride? I'll show you that afterwards. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Universal Studios. Huh. It's All right, like, then. And also, it's Shin Godzilla, so it's, like, extra weird. <laughs> I have not seen that movie, but my understanding is it's a very upsetting film. There you go. Okay, well, yep. It looks like one of those, like... Oh, like you're in a, like, fake cockpit, probably. Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or not a fake cockpit, like, you know, like, oh, um... Uh, like a motion thing with yeah. like a big screen in front of you. Right, right. That's very silly. The real 4D. <laughs> the real 4D. Uh, and then uh, for our our last question was from uh, Frankie. Okay. Uh, who asked? Let me get the exact wording because, like an idiot, I have had out of the way. I just can't stay on the same page. No, I'm the exact same way. Yeah, from that Frankie Extra. Oh, also someone asking, like, still waiting for the rebuild. We're going to do them. We're doing them. We're doing yeah. them. And it should come out at a pretty good clip from, like, like pretty good time scale from when we do yeah, this. Yeah, like, maybe not necessarily weekly, but probably not too far from weekly. Yeah. Uh, from that Frankie Extra, I think people have turned into Ava recently. Do you feel that way? Do you know why it went from beloved to hated? One, I think it wasn't always... I don't think it is beloved by the, like... I think it's a well-loved series. I think it has always had its detractors. It's definitely always had its detractors, and I feel like... I feel like it, it the tide kind of turned against it a while ago, and if anything, it almost feels to me like it's starting to boomerang back. Yeah. Where people are kind of like, you know what, yeah, I did like that show, and I don't have to be... You know, sure, it's kind of uh, blunt and unsubtle but you know I saw it as a kid and it meant something to me and that's fine yeah and also I think that with shows like this uh, there are just people who are not going to be affected by it the same way absolutely yeah but like like so I watched uh, Magic Emotica uh-huh. and just really did not like it yeah I haven't seen it um, but I have watched enough I, I listened to enough people talk about uh, Metacomotica where, like, it can't just be, like, oh, all these people are obviously rock. Right. Like, obviously there's something there that has affected these people. Yeah. In a way that, like, I, that obviously is, I'm not getting, but is something. Yeah. Well, it's like, I brought up FLCL, you know, three hours ago, um, <laughs> and, uh, that's a show where I that completely like captivated me when I was, you know, twelve. And when I've gone back to it as like a nineteen year old, I've been like, I mean, I like the animation and the music. Well that's about it really. <laughs> but, you know, it was still it meant something to me when I was like a preteen in a way that like just because my tastes have like evolved since then doesn't detract from that experience. And yeah, like Talking even about now, like, there are things that I'm more critical about Evangelion with yeah. than I was even last time we watched it. Right. It still really affects me and is important to me. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, no, it's just, like, 
I think different series will hit people in different ways. Right. And it's not like, and like I think it said, I think that we had that like no, even going is actually garbage. And I think we are kind of coming back from that now, especially with like people getting excited for the Netflix. Yeah. Going like you know what. That show is actually pretty good. Yeah, I think with a lot of things, people tend to go through phases where they like it a lot when they're young, and then as you get older, it becomes like you recognize flaws in something you used to really love with all your heart, and because it's not perfect the way you used to think it was, you kind of like, you push it, push it away from yourself, and you also feel kind of like dumb and ashamed for liking it as much as you did. Yeah. And then, like, as you get even older, you kind of work past those feelings and learn to appreciate it for what it is instead of what you saw it as as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and, like, there are also just cases of, like, oh, I liked the thing as a kid, and then I grew up, and, like, I'm looking at it now, and wow, that was stupid. Yeah. Like, I feel or, like I'm that way with, like, The Dark Knight, where, like, as a teenager, I was like, fuck yeah, Batman, yeah! And then at some point, it's like, ah, uh, this, like, uh, no, I don't like this movie... I don't I don't like the people that like this movie. I don't like anything about this. And now I'm kind of starting to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, but it's still pretty cool when he does that cool flip with the bike. It is pretty cool. <laughs> Luke? Yeah. That semi-truck does a flip. That semi-truck does a dang flip. They did film that. That's they real. did film that, yeah. I like how that's, like, the high watermark for practical effects, is did you flip a semi-truck over? Because I feel like anytime it happens in a movie, that's all anyone talks about. Because, like, Mad Max was the same way. I mean, it's it's, it's very complicated, I'm sure. <laughs> it's very complicated. It's very cool looking to watch a f- truck flip over long ways. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like, I think that's just kind of it. It's just, yeah, it, it comes in waves and... Also, probably, like, what your friend circle is changes that, and, like, what wave they are going through. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's really all I got to say on that. Yeah. I, I'm going to send you this uh, picture uh, from the Ava world. Okay. Uh, of a cutout that you can put your head into. Oh, my God. It's just a cutout of Lilith crucified with the lance stabbed through its chest. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Alright, but next time we'll do the other half. I guess next time we'll do the other half. The other half, which has more to talk about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great. Ashley, where can people find you online? You can find me at your brand with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. And also at uh, Hyena Cackle and at Ashley, patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find a bunch of other shows to do over on AudioEntropy.com. You know, go there. It's a good website. Yes, that's what it's I a got. Good website. <laughs> uh, yeah, but until next time, get in the robot, Shinji. Get in the robot, Ashley. Yeah, get in the robot, Luke. <laughs> Carry that weight. Wait, wrong anime. <laughs> At the end of the episode. <laughs> Masato gives you cancer. <laughs> Masato has sex and kiss moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew the quote. I was just trying to think of a character that wouldn't make me wretch if I said their name. <laughs>